What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode and a very spooky episode of White People Won't Save You. I'm your host, Jordan Clark. <laughs> and I'm a ghost, Cameron Mason. <laughs> and usually this is the podcast where we deconstruct white savior films. But today we're going to do something different because it is the spooky season, the spooky times. Uh, but, yeah. you know, we, we, we need a break sometimes uh, from these white savior films. <laughs> We do. They Thank are, you. It is a daunting task. Uh, we we set ourselves. We knew what we were getting into. I mean, we watched Green Book first, and then uh, uh. <laughs> we didn't start in a good place. We jumped in the we jumped in the deep end. Yes, shall you say? Oof, oof. Get, you're getting the puns off early. Um, I like it. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we we are going to talk about a a black horror classic today, and we have some very special guests to jump in here and talk with us about it. Uh, somebody that we've been looking to get on the show for a while, and a, and a fan of the show, which we've always appreciated his support. This is Dare Johnson. Hi, what's up, uh, Dare Johnson? I am what you call a part time comedian and a full time uh, <laughs> just nerd. I love to laugh yeah. about uh, movies, and I love Mr. Ladies Love Cool James, so I'm very excited about this episode. Oh. <laughs> That's right. You you, you uh, bring up his Christian name. That's, right. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a real fan right there. That's right. Uh, returning to the show, I don't even, is this three times? I think this is three. How many I times? I think this is number three. Three times? Coming in three times. Yeah. We're going to get you a robe like on uh, SNL, the five times. Oh, We're going to get you yes, one. Yes, thank you. You got to pay for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we, the budget the budget's not high on the show uh but we, you know him, you love him this is sean pryor what's good everybody um to quote uh mr james todd smith um our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name killers sworn to beast swallowed them in flames they switched my dna flipped it to cool J. I can't fight the feeling. I am born to kill prey. Naps. Look, that's from, that's from the book Deepest Bluest right there. That's from the book. God, I love, I, I love this movie this. so much. I love this movie so much. It's, 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 I love it. It's so bad, but it's so good at the same time because it's, it's so bad. So, so, good. so bad. Good. It, it, is, every, it so. is everything 1999 is supposed to be. <laughs> I mean, yes. the only thing missing yes. was Y2K. They didn't get that in there, but yeah. I mean, that was that was the only thing they didn't check off the list. Um, <laughs> well, if you if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Deep Blue Sea, uh, which is a movie that I saw for the first time last night, <laughs> and it was a, a magical experience. I enjoyed every minute of it, and it's it's we're going to talk about why it's a black movie in just a little bit uh because it is something that i'm very curious about just how those things kind of come about but as a little bit of a a a game and an icebreaker here i did want to go around quickly and just ask everybody since it is uh the spooky season what is what is the first horror movie that you remember seeing whether it was intentional or unintentional mine was unintentional (laughs) unintentional you gotta start with it then i was maybe four or five years old and i couldn't sleep and so i decided i was going to go downstairs and get some cookies and some milk and just hang out and watch some tv because of course the only thing on television is cartoons and the old movies mm. and the news is what i assumed uh That's right. so like, that, for, for you young kids out there that <laughs> was literally tv in the 90s so i was like well cartoons gotta be on even though it's i think like 3 a.m 
<laughs> and so I turned on the TV. And of course, the first thing I see, I, I later came to realize, I believe it's Child's Play 3 is the one where they're at the um the army, like the, the kids. You know what oh, yeah, the, 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 the uh, military uh, school for kids. Yeah, it's like a military academy. I think that's three, right? I think so, yeah. And so it's like Chucky has killed a kid and is like holding his decapitated head up and laughing. And that's what I turned on. (laughs) (laughs) Good God. And then I had had Chucky dreams uh, for the next like 10 years, (laughs) which was not good. And then I watched Shouts Play when I was like 20. I was like, oh, this movie's dumb. Uh, They're dumb. Very (laughs) dumb. (laughs) But that's increasingly dumb, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad, actually. So that's the first movie, horror movie that I remember. Cameron, what about you? Uh, first horror movie I ever saw. Oh, man. man. Oh, you know what? Oh, man. I actually had a terrible time. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, so I guess we're all familiar with horror movies. as like these, you know, blood-filled splatterfests, kind of like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. vein, you know, Jason, all that stuff. The first horror movie I saw was one of those, like, see, and again, for you young kids back then, this was a different type. Movies where it was different in the 80s. Niggas was just trying shit. But also, like, movies were more violent and scarier in the PG-13 realm. And even PG sometimes. So the first horror movie I ever saw was Poltergeist. Oh damn! Oh. Which is rated PG. Yeah, yeah. No, that, it's rated PG, it be. and that's see that's how I felt in the trailer. Yeah. It should actually not be. It is a grown movie. It's like gory uh, for those who don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. so here we go. So like I like like we said, you know, I got HBO. You're just catching movies in the middle of them. Sometimes the first time I ever saw Poltergeist, I. It had already been like the ghosts are already inside the house. They've already the the um paranormal investigators are already at the house. And that's the part where uh what homeboy goes in the bathroom to like wash his face real quick and starts pulling off his skin mm-hmm. and maggots are under there. And we was just doing this for a kid. Parental yeah. guidance suggested maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Might want to be in the room, but I mean you could do something. Might want to be in the room. That's that's the- <laughs> Or you could go out the room and smoke, yeah. you know, because it was the 80s. Um, that's the first, like, horror movie shit I ever saw. And then, like, that movie ends with, like, what, the house imploding on itself? Yeah. There's a lot going on in Poltergeist. But it's uh, – it, it, I definitely will remember that man ripping his face, his own face mm. off for the rest of my days. I want the Poltergeist version where they live next door to black people and they're just like – <laughs> and they and the neighbors leave in the first act. Right. Oh, they just they just see them moving in and they're just like, mm. <laughs> you know what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Heard about what happened in that last yeah. house. Mm-mm. Here come the investigators again. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One of the investigators yes. is black. I know, and he should have known One better. One of the investigators is black. <laughs> Actually, the investigator that is black is um Beyonce's dad. Am I right? Not Beyonce's dad. Uh, Beyonce's uh, uncle. Okay, I was going to say those are two very different things. Because <laughs> yeah, if that was if, so, hold on, if that was Beyonce's dad, in the movie, I was moved. He would have been bossing everybody around, telling folks what to do. Yeah. 
All right, so my character is actually not in this movie. I'm not going to be here. I'll leave as soon as I yeah, get I wouldn't here. fool with none of this. Uh, my character actually going to tell everybody what they're getting into, and then he's going to split. But yeah. send me my check. But he, and he also gets paid for every day he's on set. And every yeah. day he's not on set. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, Dare, what's the first horror movie you remember seeing? So the first horror movie I remember seeing, it's actually very funny because now I love this film. Um, but when I was like, I want to say seven or eight, I was uh, – at my nana's house with my parents and there was like a bunch of family there and I don't know what I was doing I was probably like in another room with my little brother but I needed something for my mom so I like went into the living room where all the adults were and I, I went to ask for it and I look at the television and I just see this man covered in bees and everyone is like super fixedly watching this movie which is Candyman and I think I stood there for like 10 minutes I don't even think I ever even asked for what I wanted. I just stood there mouth agape watching the screen. And for the longest time, I didn't remember anything else about that movie. I literally just remembered there was a nigga with bees all over him with a mm -hmm. hook for his hand. And my cousins used to like try to stick me in the bathroom and like, oh, it's summon Candyman. And like I would I, I would no. I would hurt people. I was not I was not with it. Um but now that's like one of my favorite movies. Um it's a great yeah. movie. It's it's a my favorite part of that film is when she's doing the investigating in the beginning. <laughs> they, they corner her in the bathroom. Heard you was looking for Candyman, bitch. Like that. <laughs> it's such an iconic moment. And I'm like, why couldn't have that been the moment that I walked in the living room? I would have had so much. Yeah. I would have loved it so much earlier. And you would have been powerful. Oh, hell yeah. yes. Uh, Sean, what's what's the earliest horror movie you remember Ooh. seeing? Um, so at the age of five, over at my grandma's house, bring you know, at that around that time, you know, the family would always get together on Saturdays. We go to grandma's house because one grandma had cable and cable was in the living room and she also had HBO. Okay. So family would get together and, you know, that Saturday, you know, HBO is going to have their feature presentation. They're about to tell you what the movie is. I'm down there with the family. I'm like, I'm good. You know, it's great. Family together. Good. Fun time. And HBO was like coming up next alien. And I was like, I'll see you later. And like, I took off. <laughs> and so like, I'm about to run upstairs. Okay. And then my uncle Bruce says, Oh man, aliens just like Star Wars, Sean. You need to come watch this. You like Star Wars, right? You like this because it's got spaceships and stuff. Now, and he like he liked you. you up. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, granted, this is the same uncle Bruce who calls poltergeist poltergeist. Okay. So like, okay. I should have known that. All right. <laughs> Black people. black people. I, I love my people and I love my family, but I should have known better. But when you tell five-year-old me, hey, this is like Star Wars, well, it's science fiction. Okay, I'm going to be there. So I'm like in front of the TV, laying down on my stomach, watching the TV. And in the beginning, I'm like, well, this is kind of slow, but this is cool with spaceships it's, you know, out in space. When that facehugger first hits, I scream like a white woman in church. <laughs> now, I am afraid for my life, but... I went like I was about to run back upstairs because upstairs there's comic books and there's like a, you know just a TV in like one of the spare bedrooms. I can just watch antenna TV. But now I think an aliens gonna get me. Okay, so now aliens gonna get me. So guess what? <laughs> guess what, Negro? You are gonna have to stay in this living room with the whole family and watch this whole movie. I did not sleep for three days, <laughs> and straight up, I'm I'm gonna front. I did not. I refused to watch that movie probably up until 2008. Like yeah. it, it fucked with me that bad. Like and so then 2008 real. brought a bunch of friends over. We watched it in the evening, turned the lights off, and I'm like, "This is a fantastic movie, but it's still frightening as hell." And I still to this day refuse to watch that movie alone. 
I will not watch that movie by myself, even in fucking daytime. <laughs> that's how good of a fucking movie, that's how good that movie does in scaring you, making you feel claustrophobic, yeah. and it's just, no, man, no, like, no, no, no. Well, I mean, I know we're not even talking about that movie, but I mean, Yafet Kodo is just going to get... <laughs> yes. Just because we're talking should. about yes. it. Uh, <laughs> Shout out Yafet Kodo yes. for sure. Uh, well, let's let's get to the movie that we're talking about today because we're talking about the classic seminal shark film, <laughs> Deep Blue Sea, which is a movie that I think, look, again, I, I think I was like 11 or 12 when this movie mm-hmm. came out. And I yeah. very much so remember the video like i remember deepest bluest like i remember elo cool turned into a shark <laughs> turning into a shark that's right my nigga turned into a shark and then just like i mean we're gonna we're gonna spend at least three hours on the music video and the song alone but like i think that <laughs> that was just one of those things where we don't really get that anymore even even though rappers are in movies like we don't we don't get the end rap mm-hmm. But we also don't get like the music video for like the movie, like the single for the movie. No, you, don't you know what I mean? Like I think the the mm-hmm. closest thing we had was when Suicide Squad came out and like Rick Ross had a song and oh. then like Jared Leto was like the in Joker the video in the music the... video. Yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. Actually, remember um Django had some songs that were like about what happened in the movie. But did they have like I mean that's another Rick Ross like <laughs> Actually that is another Rick Ross. I think <laughs> Rick Ross holding the candle. Another uh, this isn't even really the same thing, but you guys remember when Us came out mm-hmm. and they did mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. I got 5 on Us. They didn't do a music video, but they just mm-hmm. kind of did like they redid yeah, the Yeah, they song, redid though. the song cuz it was, you know, that was heavily in the trailers and stuff and then they just redid the entire song so it would be relevant to mm-hmm. like the movie. Which is kind of right. cool, but it's not really the same thing either. Yeah, I mean, even like, you know, Common and John Legend uh, just wrap, wrapping up the Grammys and the Oscars every year with their, like, <laughs> black black civil rights Racism rap, let's go! <laughs> you know. <laughs> but those don't even, those don't get, like, music videos, though, right? Like, those are just kind of like, you hear the yeah. song on the soundtrack or whatever, but it's not, like a part of the thing so well that was like glory you can't yeah. have an old video for that you can't yeah have I, was about say, I don't think i would like, want to see no, like that. Yeah. No, you this is his casket <laughs> you, 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 oh you ain't gonna God. give me a music video where i constantly have to see denzel in that tier you're not gonna do that to me you're not going to do that. also wait wait a minute cameron <laughs> what what rhymes with casket what are you gonna <laughs> i ain't say nothing i see that's why i didn't oh, do the second okay line. <laughs> Gasket? You <laughs> use something to fire it off with a gasket? You know, we make it work somehow. Yeah, I was like, it's either basket or gasket. I don't know which way you go with this. Something one. about a tisket or tasket. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Deep see, in that mm, bag. There you go. See, but like, it's, 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 it's weird because like 19, like this whole, like that whole from the 80s to like 1999, early, early 2000s, it was like, okay, if you have a movie, you have a soundtrack. If you have a soundtrack, you have mm-hmm. you, you have you a song have a that hits the radio that either correlates with the movie or is just with the movie to to entice you to go see it. It was always this tie-in yeah. stuff because you know see because it? like a song can have longevity, and if a song has longevity mm-hmm. and makes you think of the mm-hmm. movie, you will go see the movie. Hopefully, you know. And 
This is why like, Will turned down the Matrix because he couldn't do. He could do Matrix. Matrix. There Matrix. was no soul song he could Matrix come spin you know? into a into a. That's why I was no like, more sample. And oh. So, but like seriously, but like it's it's weird if you really think about it. How like Hollywood was just like, well, why are we doing soundtracks? Soundtracks don't move anymore. I'm like, no, soundtracks continue to move if you use hot artists. You know, like mm-hmm. like even right. like the Deep Blue Sea soundtrack, which honestly is kind of ass. Has some bangers. We're gonna talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically, we're gonna talk about Smoke Man. But but please continue. That's all. You see, like all this like revolves around LL Cool J for a lot of reasons. Okay, you know I'm going to get to this right now. I know we got the movie and all the destruction and terror and mayhem, but let's think about this. This movie represents the second renaissance for LL Cool J as an actor. This this is what I mean by that. This is what I mean. Was in the, was in the house. In the house was from ninety five. Was from oh, ninety five to ninety nine. Okay? House, but okay. So this was but this is post in the house. In the house. Okay. But see, the thing is, in the house, he's L. Cool J was literally following following the Will Smith model because, like, if you really mm-hmm. look at it, because my friend Chris may rest in peace. He told me this as we was watching Deep Blue Sea, and when the music hits at the end, and the and like the song hits, he was like, <laughs> "Oh, okay." This is his will. This this is his will period. I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, yeah, "This is this is L. Cool J's will period." Like, don't you see this? And I was like, "What do you, what do you mean?" He was like, "Okay, let me break this down." Okay, L. O. Cool J started off hot '80s rapper, '90s, you know, ups and downs, whatever. Then he wanted to get into acting. Okay, Fresh Groove '85. It's a movie about hip hop and rap. It is what it is. Cool, fine. It's LL being LL. Wildcats. He has a cameo, rapping like rapping at like you know like a little backyard mm-hmm. party. Now, 1991, Mama Said Knock You Out hits. He's got the big hat. You're not seeing that bald head yet or anything. But you, see, but you know who LL Cool J is. Mama Said Knock You Out is a popular <laughs> album. He has a small role in a movie, a terrible movie called The Hard Way with James Woods and Michael Keaton. Buddy cop comedy. It stinks. Don't watch it. Then he joins the movie Toys with Robin Williams. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a times. very yeah. wow. weird movie which would not be made today. But like I appreciate the fact that they made it. Yeah, no. Because it's 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 not good. It's not bad. It's not good. But I appreciate the fact you spent a lot of money and you made this shit. Because y'all ain't never let a Negro do this shit. Anyway, moving on. His career didn't pick up acting wise. So then what he does is he does a movie in conjunction with BET, BET Entertainment, Live Entertainment, and another company is called Out of Sync. BET starts playing a video music video featuring a song by James Ingram. Um, called like, Going In Deeper or something like that. And literally through the video, LL Cool J is talking during the video, showing clips from the movie. And he talks about how, you know, I just, um, you know, I'm very sensitive about like, you know, my head, I always wear hats because like, I, you know, I just don't like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable without my hat. And in the music video, you see a scene of somebody finally taking his, a lady taking his hat off before they, like, they go and make love, all right? And that was supposed to be a really big deal because LL Cool J showed you his bald ass head. And like that was supposed to be like the big reveal. And this was like 1993 ish, 92, 93 ish. Movie doesn't come out for, for like until like 95, direct the video. Okay. So now this man's acting career is like literally in the tank. Will Smith blows up with Fresh Prince. Okay. We get the real, we get the Will Smith renaissance. Okay. James Todd Smith sees this. He's like, oh, okay, cool. He does it in the house, in the house, which also starts on NBC, which also follows Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which has a short lifespan on, on NBC, but then moves to UPN, where it lasts for a very long period of time. And guess what? Here comes Alfonso Ribeiro. Anyway, so now he's he's a comedic actor. He's an actor. He has something that's popular. 
his music is still selling. Mr. Smith sells well. Um, Phenomenon sells well, like he's still moving. So now here comes, he does. Huh? Phenomenon was a banger. Well, Phenomenon? Oh yeah, I love that album. Phenomenon's a banger. So then he does like, you know, he does like Caught Up. Oh yeah. Um, he shows up in Oz. Um, he shows up in Woo. Mm-hmm. No, no, all this stuff is hits. But here comes Deep Blue Sea. Baps. Yeah, he does, he does a spot in Baps. He plays Baps. In Baps. <laughs> but then here comes Deep Blue Sea. Here's an ensemble movie with like Samuel Jackson and like Saffron Burroughs, who's now been in a lot of stuff. Stellan Scars. Like this cast, you look at this cast now, it's like, damn, it's had a lot of people mm-hmm. in it, okay? But like it's a lot of people on the come up, plus Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson is your centerpiece, all right? So here's LL in it. And LL's like, yo, I got a record label, Rock the Bells. We're working with Warner Brothers. His his label was under Warner Brothers. And it starts to, oh, okay, I'm going to do a song for this movie. Boom. It all works together. Like, this is like, now this is the, the second renaissance of James Ty Smith is like, or Ty James Smith is like right now. And it starts, literally yeah. starts right here. He's literally following the Will Smith model, starting right here with DC. <laughs> and a movie that he technically was not supposed to be in because Samuel Jackson was like, I'm not playing a cook. I will yell at you if you ask me to play a cook again. So they changed Sam's role. And, and Rennie Harlan was like, give me LL. I want him. Yep. So, yep. so yeah. So there's my, there's my, there's my, well, James, there's my LL Cool J slash Will Smith theory. So, got it. Go ahead. Well, and just two two addendums to that, just to add on looking at his IMDb. He was also in, I have to look this up now, an episode of Pete and Pete. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. Which I was like, I don't know. Wasn't he like a teacher in that episode <laughs> or something? I'm trying to remember. I think so. Yes, he is. And then he was also in Halloween H2O. Yes. With Buster. Which he also yes. survives. Yeah. That's where he really cemented himself. I mean, he had already been cemented in black history for other reasons, but that film was really what did it. Like, oh, he's really that man. Like, that's that nigga for real. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, so so here's the thing. I think uh, we'll just touch on some particulars real quick before we get into something that I'm really interested in, right? So again, Deep Blue Sea comes out in 1999, directed by Rennie Harlan, um, starring Saffron Burroughs, Thomas J, Nilla Cool J, Jacqueline McKenzie, Michael Rappaport, Stella Skarsgård, Samuel Jackson. Um, it has a budget of 60 to $82 million, but has a box office oh. of $165 million. So it it, okay. it makes money. Like it's a big successful <laughs> hit. Um, so here's the thing, right? I'm I'm very curious what makes Deep Blue Sea a black movie specifically because we'll do this sometimes right like there's certain things where it's like oh we made that so that's ours right or like it's starring us so that's ours but then there's things like this where it's like two black people okay you know what I mean like <laughs> it's not necessarily like uh a, a super black film in the sense that like Right. You know, population wise, po- population rise, but even, even like you know, it's got two of our our bigger stars of the moment, you know, with Sam Jackson and LL Cool J. But you know, then there's other stuff like Scream Two, right? That's not considered a black film. Like again, Halloween H two O and Halloween. Which one is Buster Rhymes in? Is he's he in Resurrection. Resurrection. Yes, he's Resurrection. Resurrection. You know, that's not a black movie. Kelly Rowland is in uh, Freddy versus Jason. That's not a black movie. Uh, Brandy is in. I know what you did last summer. It, I will. I remember what yeah. you did last summer. 
that's not a black movie. Yeah, the second you know one. What I, mean? okay. I still know what you did. That's I what it was. Right. I still right. know what you did. You know, so we like we show up in things, specifically horror movies or other mm-hmm. things like that, and they're not necessarily black films. You know, or films that black people are like we're reclaiming that. So I wonder what, like, what do you think it is specifically about Deep Blue Sea that immediately we were like, yeah, no, we, that's 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 one of ours. Well, <laughs> well, I think I can tie this back to some of the movies that you're talking about because a lot of these movies, you know, will have like a like you said, a Brandy or a Kelly Rowland in there and they'll show up in that role. And, you know, sure, they're probably going to die first or second act, right? First or worst. They're, <laughs> they're rarely making it to the end of these movies. But some of these movies choose to actually um, engage with black culture. So like the opening of Scream 2 with Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith kind of yelling at the screen, screen along with everybody else during the horror movie. And they're talking about, you know, they're actually having a conversation about how black people, you know, act in movies, which we do. We know how we are, right? (laughs) This movie actually, (laughs) it's interesting because it passes the black Dell test. Yeah. Only by a smidge, right? Right. We get one scene, barely. We get get one scene where uh, it's a birthday party for, uh, it's Saffron Burrell's character, I think so. Yeah, Jane. So... You know, we got Preach, who's the cook of the ship. He's cooking the meal for everybody. And Samuel Jackson, you know, crosses his path. He's, you know, getting food like everybody else. And they have a conversation about, um, you know, well, his association with the church. Also, you know, he's uh, talking about how Sam Jackson spent all this time in the Himalay- in the Alps. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... We'll find out in the plot yeah. that uh, Sam Jackson spent some time in the Alps in a you know similarly emergency situation where some people died, some people didn't. He was able to survive, and you know LL is like you know I heard about you, brother, but what the fuck is a nigga doing out mm-hmm. in the middle of the ice, man? Like <laughs> you don't catch us below fifty degrees, bro. Like what are you doing where it's like sub zero? What do you, what, what about you is yeah. different? And they have like literally what like a two three line conversation before they're separated forever forever Forever. (laughs) also that conversation is really interesting but because even like they have the conversation and why i say that it like barely passes the black girl test is the conversation is like weirdly passive aggressive like someone's Mm -hmm. like oh man the food Mm -hmm. was great brother and then when ll is like what, what the hell is a black man doing out in the mountains? And then he says some snide comment. And he's like, brother. And it's like, you can tell like, he's like, yeah, just because, you know, all skin folk and kin folk, I don't yeah. like you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, right. even right. though they right. have the conversation, it doesn't involve the white people. It's not like, oh, what's up? It's very, like, there's a lot of animosity yeah. in it, which I find very interesting. Yeah, it's not necessarily a yeah, positive conversation. Well, let, they only get one. Well, let's let's spin it. Let's spin it into my theory about Samuel Jackson's character is that he went to Morehouse, right? <laughs> And so that real Morehouse energy about Oh man. Oh. And I I think you could just you could just tell he was looking down on LL. Uh and maybe even Samuel Jackson was like, "Damn, you played the cook, dog?" Like <laughs> couldn't be me. <laughs> literally, literally could not be me. Sam was sitting there like Oh my god! And then LL was like, "I might have the last laugh, you right. know, because I'm gonna see the third I, act." I, of this I movie. still <laughs> laugh at the fact that like Sam didn't come, Sam's character didn't come back with Negro. You are on 
you are on a like a vessel type place in the middle of nowhere in the ocean it only takes one incident for you to die and i'm like here it is yep. right here it's right for like the, the callback is right there but the whole animosity towards sam because like everybody has animosity towards mm-hmm. his character i'm like listen y'all y'all mm-hmm. ain't found a way to make these sharks like you know cure alzheimer's with your medicine they don't spend a lot of money sam's money mind you and i don't care if we got that scene mm-hmm. we got that scene mm-hmm. at, you know, at, the, at the business building with sam from burroughs and samuel jackson and the uh the white police commissioner from Beverly hills cop um I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't like, I, I like, I don't care. Like, you all done spent all this money. It ain't working. So of course he's gonna have to come out there. Like, and they're all mad he's gonna shut it down. And I'm like, listen, y'all don't spent millions. Y'all got a damn like, rifle base. Yeah, Thomas Jane was real. Thomas Jane was real anti the second he yeah, saw yeah. him. He was like, Yeah, what's up with that? He's like, I sussed you out real quick. I'm like, he's trying to help. But like that's crucially like what makes this a black film is the the obvious elephant in the room that we haven't well i guess uh, cameron did allude to it is like a black the black character survives right so that's that's like the mm-hmm. first thing that most of us are thinking about but i think what also makes it a very a black film is the entire thing that set up the events like samuel going out to be like all right what am i spending my money on because like first of all we have a yeah. black man in a, in a position of power we never get to see that so there's already points there but the fact that he's going out here because he's under, like as the black person in a position of power spending all his money on this he's like i need to make sure this works because like y'all gonna have me out here see looking what these white people are up to ridiculous like people already don't respect yeah. me for whatever whatever you know they already probably think i'm not gonna do well or whatever now y'all here just playing with my money we're not having that y'all gonna show me that this works <laughs> yeah let me see these sharks dog like, what's, what's going on uh, i ain't seen no receipts <laughs> yep <laughs> well, let's let's get into the plot of the movie. And again, if you have not seen Deep Blue Sea, it's it's on Tubi right now for free. Tubi provides, so you can you can watch it uh, whenever you want. But let's let's get into just the the basic plot, right? Which off the top, insane, right? They are just for, for, the, for what I I kept trying to think about because they never really explained it in a way that was like, oh sure i guess like yeah there's no there's no straightforward explanation of like we are going to this site to do this thing specifically yeah no uh, off top there's never like a straight mm-hmm. somebody says it off top we start out with saffron burrows basically pitching this cure to samuel jackson and she never really explicitly says like what she's doing or like what how she's getting the cure. She's just like, Alzheimer's is terrible. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I think her father, her father her died, of died from yeah. Alzheimer's. So she's like mm-hmm. dedicated to curing Alzheimer's. So she's like, I have, you know, this, this miracle cure that I'm working on, like come out to this facility, like fund this project and like, we'll change the world basically is how she sells it all. Now, the thing I got to point out, Samuel Jackson definitely had a glasses budget in the movie because he's wearing these nice glasses in the beginning but then he's wearing sunglasses like different sunglasses in the helicopter and then he's got different yep. glasses when he gets to yes. aquatica so like i feel like if he yep. had lived another day he would have had another well, pair of glasses oh. just like on deck so i think he was like that was in the contract they had to apologize for trying yeah. to cast him as the coach yeah. he was like well, no nah, y'all gonna make up for and that. not only that and not yeah, only that no. they also gave him a <laughs> shape up budget too because his shape up was nice even though mm-hmm. he had like the, the little the little right. black uh the little black uh upper class fro type thing going on 
Like, yeah, the shape of was yeah. nice. Yeah. Yes. The and that's another problem. point towards it yeah. being a black film, because typically when we are in movies, our hair be jacked up. Like, no, we got the, we got oh the black Republican God. haircut. Yeah. Yeah, definitely white people doing a hair and makeup. But I actually, I saw this too. Only LL and Sam Jack are the only people who have specific hairstylists. Mm-hmm. You gotta, like you gotta Mr. believe Jackson's it. and Mr. Cool J's yep. hairstylists. That's right. Well, and and they made sure it happened. Samuel Jackson also is rocking the Reed Richards. He's got like just like the the barest like gray temples you know going on yep. uh, but he a little bit in the beard a little, little bit in the beard not too much but you know he's he's got it he's got it again <laughs> just like very very mathematically mapped out um so they go to a place called aquatica which red flag already <laughs> like why no no thank you don't take me to like a sea world knockoff <laughs> You're right. water world <laughs> um where we see thomas jane and like again samuel jackson this is another reason it's a black movie he sees somebody swimming with sharks and he's like the fuck is that <laughs> hold on a minute oh you do that <laughs> what are y'all doing around and he's here he's incensed that the fact no one else is reacting right he's, no he's looking what, around what, like what, what is going on y'all go and they're just like just wait yeah Oh, he does this all the time. It's like, oh, oh and that makes it okay. <laughs> right. uh, so it, it's, it's one of those situations in life, you know, being a black person, sometimes being in a situation where you're the only one and like you really want to say the following out loud. This is some real white people shit. Yeah. I am unsafe. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and to, to point out too, a lot of people have, have two first names in this movie because Thomas Jane's name is Carter Blake, which was like, name generator uh 3000 um, he is again people's roles are very vague and inexplicable i think he is at once on parole but also like uh-huh. a correct so, has something to do with sharks what he's is his job wrangler. like i think he was a smuggler he, he's, he's a shark, shark wrangler but yeah. what was he before he was, was he a, always no, a shark I think wrangler? he was a smuggler something about he yeah when he was like um I don't remember. Some I don't remember. Sims alluded to it yeah. in their conversation. Oh boy, I'm sorry. We have to go all the way back because I forgot the beginning of this movie is white people on a boat open. listening to yep. knockoff TLC. Wait. Yes. Can we just discuss? <laughs> yes. I couldn't Hell get yeah. over it. Like from the moment this this shot opens, it's the boat and they have like a stereo on the edge of the boat. Yes. And yep. they're drinking. Nice. And I was the whole time I was like, why would why would you put that there? You're not going to be in it. I mean, All you need is a small wave. There's no real reason. <laughs> like I, I literally could not focus the whole. I'm, I'm you know what, Jordan? I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, we're assuming that they're drunk. These, this is another situation where these people could be anywhere from 21 to 35. Uh, I don't know, but they're <laughs> a bunch of white people they're partying. Yeah, together. partying on a boat. I guess in the middle of nowhere. I guess close enough to wherever Aquatica is located that one of the sharks has gotten loose and like they they do the thing that people do in horror movies where like the boat starts rocking and they're just like what is it it's like Leave. it doesn't matter what it is get the fuck off right. the boat you like, got an engine on the boat the, the wheels right there starts go leave no they gotta really they gotta they they, they, shh, they turn the music down they gotta get closer they really gotta listen to see what it is and of course the shark bursts through the deck of the boat and just starts like fucking shit up. Um, P- 
people fall off the boat. People are about to get eaten. But of course, Thomas Jane shows up All at the last minute the water. with a harpoon to shoot the shark and take it back. And I think, do we see the shark back in Aquatica no. when we meet Thomas Jane again? Yes. it's. I think that's the one they feed to the other sharks because when he harpooned it, okay. it's dead. But, you yeah. know, I just remembered yeah. the whole thing, the inciting incident that brought the shark to the party goers. They're drinking wine, and somehow the bottle of wine tips over and pours mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. ocean. And it's mm-hmm. like a cool movie trick. It looks like blood. But also, somehow it gets the attention of the shark. I guess the shark yeah. is a wino. And he's like, oh, you know, I really like that year. Yes. Y'all got some more? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I, I, I had this like, oh, in a minute. Oh, this is the <laughs> can- Okay. <laughs> It's oh, the good stuff. And let, and let us not forget uh, that the shark has predator vision. Oh, I get the, I, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. dear 100%. God, please let these sharks have shark vision. And when they cut to it, I, I did scream. I was like, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Which it, we talk about this. We talked about this with, with Ghost of the Darkness. I'm like, I don't even know if that's mm-hmm. how sharks see. But I don't care. Bruh, this movie doesn't out. care. <laughs> that's all I want. Um, so this movie did minimal research on sharks. Google no, sharks. You know that. LL Cool J did more research on sharks to record <laughs> Deepest Bluest than I think that this movie did. They're listening to the song as a reference, like, oh, you know what? That actually sounds good. Let's put that in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's uh... He was like, it's, ha- it's like a shark spin. It really is. <laughs> um, so they're, they're all on Aquatica. We're getting introduced to everybody on Aquatica, so we're running down. There's Thomas Jade, who is Carter Blake, who is the yep. shark wrangler. There's Saffron Burroughs, who is Dr. Susan McAllister, who is, I guess, the head of the project, from what I could tell. Um, there's Jacqueline McKenzie, who is Janice Huggins, who I don't really know what she does. She's also a scientist, I believe, of some sort. Uh, Michael Rappaport, who is Tom Scoggins, who is also doing science or some kind maybe is he more like about the boat because he's like the one that like opens or like raises or lowers the the wall the gate the gate gate. the the steel gate so maybe he's more of like the operations person for aquatica i guess he was like how tall are the fence um, well, if you take into context, the, and it's like, just tell me in English. And he goes, oh, it's eight yeah. feet tall. And I was yeah. like, why did he feel the need to bring up formulas to just say that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, they were being like, oh, he's smart, too. Just everyone here is smart. Uh, <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård is Jim Whitlock, who is also on the project doing science. LL Cool J is Preacher, <laughs> who is the chef. Uh, and Ada Totoro is Brenda Kearns, who I guess just sits in the tower and tells people what's happening. She's a lookout look dispatch. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, Tony, also Tony Soprano's <laughs> renegade sister. I, I was like, Janice is in this? Uh, as soon as I saw I was like, Janice? Oh, yeah. get her out yeah, of here. Did. She's a problem. She was... She, uh, she was probably <laughs> like, "How can I? Who can I sleep with to oh, get the money?" She, she kind of did like, have Tony say something racist. Kill them to, later uh, for me to, um, to, to preacher because, like, oh, when, when they had the birthday party for uh, Seth Brown Burroughs character Susan, like, you know, they say happy birthday, and then can you mm-hmm. hear some music playing in the, in the background? And then, like, she says something about the music towards LL, and like LL just like flips her the bird. <laughs> yep. It's once again also making it a black movie because black even black folks is like, look, I'm sick yes. of shit. <laughs> All right, I'm sick of. It. <laughs> I'm on this right, boat okay. with white people for how long? <laughs> <laughs> 
making them food. Yeah. Well, so we 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 meet everybody, and then we get like again the barest glimmer of what's happening because Saffron Bros goes to her room and is it a real shark or is it like a model shark she like opens the shark the top of the shark to like look at its shark brain and is like trying to decipher something but basically we learn that she's using genetically modified sharks to take the protein from their brains to make a Yep. All cyber scare? It, I don't know. Shark, the movie doesn't care. Brain it's all time. That's that's just what it is. That's that's it. That's that's it. Uh, I accept it. Uh, shark, <laughs> so they, literally, I'm gonna tell you like this. I saw this movie when I was 13, and I swear to God, it was like, all right. So all they gotta do is go in with that needle, take out the chunks of the shark brain, and then we cure all. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. All right, let's no, go. I get it. Hey man. Uh, so we meet. Right, I was thirteen. I ain't no shit. <laughs> we we meet LL Cool J. Who? Let's just stop here for a second and talk about a number of questions that I have. So, in the world of the movie, I have to assume that LL Cool J answered a wanted ad to be the chef. <laughs> right. Oh, oh the quality there, sure. there because and this is nineteen ninety nine. So this is like. Early, early so internet. So Village Voice back page. Yeah, I mean, either that or he's like, there's an the ad paper, for yeah, like, the Aquatica Chef. No, he, he, found, <laughs> he found this because job he on is... GeoCities page. For real, because we, we were not Craigslist at first. We were like, yo, GeoCities, they got this website called GeoCities. Mm-hmm. All the cities is there. Well, no, because I, I in my mind, it's the even blacker version where like his cousin's like, yo, I know you're looking for a job. I heard about. <laughs> and Preach goes, all right, cool. But like, can I bring my bird? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the number one <laughs> qualification, because he is also. He has a rich backstory that we never get, but he is at once a a, a, a legitimate preacher and also like yep. a chef. And correct me if I'm wrong, does he also have to cook for the sharks? Is that oh, yeah. what he insinuated? Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, you don't just throw them raw meat. Like you also have to make food for them. So that's in the job description that you also are cooking for sharks and people. And this is how you know when he gets out, his CV will be crazy. Though. This is how you know this is a white project. When he gets out, it's gonna be no niggas would be cool with the same dude making the food for the sharks, making the food for them. Like we would be like, nah, we need another one. Because no. what is he cooking at the beginning? Of it's just some cream. Like what he, was he was making the cake. He's making the cake. He was making the birthday cake. That's what it was. He was yeah. making the birthday cake, right. and then he fed yep. some icing to the bird, and they lingered way too long on the bird licking Boy. the icing. Off way of, that too was long. Yo. I mean, I know LLs. You know, the ladies love. You know, and it's all about how smooth he is. But that was. But yeah, I we didn't. We didn't need choice. that. What he said, he said, you got yes. <laughs> and then the bird came back the in bird. for he another to the 10 bird. seconds. Like, it was too much. Right. Bird was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everything's kind of going fine, I guess. You know, the birthday party, everybody's mingling, hanging out. The next day, they start things up with the experiment. And so, like, again, 
inexplicably, I don't understand this. You're on a high tech facility, and yet Thomas Jane still has to jump into the water to like get the shark's attention and then like shoot it. This is again how you know it's a black movie. Somebody says something along the lines of sharks can't swim backwards, they're not supposed to do that. And Samuel Jackson's face is like what <laughs> the fuck? Did you just tell me an animal did not something it's not supposed to do? You know what? It was it was the, it was a combination down. of her being like sharks can't swim backwards, and him seeing seeing Carter with the gun and the sharks react with gun, and he goes, "Yeah, did those sharks just recognize that with guns? <laughs> sharks know what guns are? Nah." <laughs> and he also doesn't shut up about it either. He's like, hey, no, listen to me. The shark saw the gun. No, we know right. we're still talking about this. He's like, we're not going to move past this. Y'all not telling me something. <laughs> Y'all not going to tell me shut up this time. But everybody's just like, well, that's a, just a strange coincidence. Let's get the shark in the room that we're in. <laughs> and they bring the shark <laughs> up into the up into the the room that they're doing the experiment in and and like cameron said uh jane injects the shark with a needle and like extracts brain protein i guess and like just literally just like no science right just drops it onto like a a cell One hundred percent, yo. And actually, this is the part where it loses it for me because it's like it's literally just a chunk of brain under a microscope. So it's like, how can you see it doing Damn. anything if it's not attached to no anyone? Slide. No, like nothing. what the fuck? That's like it could be a piece of tuna. She's just like, looking at the I microscope. Don't see, I don't see more science it, in the episode of GI Joe fan. But she's like, it's working. It's doing. It's doing what it's we working. thought it was supposed to do. And so everybody's, the you know, that was the really thing that got me celebrated. I was like, why did that reaction happen so fast? Like, <laughs> that took seconds. That's not. <laughs> it's instant. It literally is like she's like puts two drops of this brain protein on the tuna fish, and everybody like, starts clapping. And I was oh, like, no. yeah. We're done. Like, literally, the research worked. It's all good. But the sharks are like, fuck that. Because, uh, <laughs> well, because the shark is allegedly asleep, right, is what they say. Um, and so, yeah. you know, they're all they're all celebrating and hanging out. And then Stella Skarsgård, too close to the shark, right? Shark just chomps his arm off. <laughs> and in my... One fell swoop, too. In my, in my death pool before... We got to this part because I was like, this movie's been going on too long and nobody's dead yet. Um, I was like, Stella's going to get it first. And he did. Uh, his arm got bit off. And then Good call. in this scene, so here's what's happening in the scene. His his arm gets bit off and people are like, damn, bro. <laughs> you know, that sucks for you. Because like nobody immediately <laughs> rushes in to help him. They were just kind of like, sec- he's crawling across the floor with the one arm that he has. And people Blood are still just everywhere. like, oh, damn. <laughs> So it takes them oh, so word. long to even begin to assist him. And then this is where it just fucking goes off the road. This is this is where the movie actually starts. So for whatever reason, <laughs> they decide that they're gonna call in a helicopter in the middle of a raging yeah. storm at sea to airlift mm-hmm. him out instead of just having them come into the facility and like treat him in there. So they hook him up to <laughs> Like the the they put, they put him on the stretcher and they hook him up to the helicopter. 
again, if I don't know if this was what was happening in the theater that you were in, Sean, but black people, oh, yeah, immediately, oh, yeah. Like, he's dead. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like I, I was literally like sitting right next to my friend Chris. I was like, I was like, yeah, man, this motherfucker dead, dog. I was like, he dead. And like, he just started laughing. And <laughs> that's what I love about this movie is that, like, listen, every death is either, wow, that's really fucked up, or it's, man, that's some funny ass shit. Yeah, it's, there's no in between. <laughs> Look, the yep. thing about it is, you got to be pissed if you're still at Skarsgård, dog, right? My arm gets bit off. Bruh. Nobody helps me, right? It takes a couple of minutes for that to even happen. Then you put me on a stretcher and try to airlift me out during like a torrential downpour. The rain is hitting him in like, the face hard. I can't move. I'm just stuck can't on move. the stretcher. <laughs> This helicopter is going to, I mean, like, it's barely getting out, right? Like, and they're sitting there at the, at the, at the dock, like, watching it. And they see, and they're like, they see it malfunction. They're trying to pull him up. The thing messes up. It starts to go. No one says anything. No one's like, should we call somebody else? They're all like, oh, damn. No, they're just like, well, there he goes. Let's go back inside now. We did all we could. Uh, The helicopter immediately starts to spin out of control. Um, he <laughs> wait no because yeah because the line malfunctions he drops into basically a shark tank and then a shark, shark tank immediately boom. grabs wait, him wait wait it starts the helicopter the, the, the dudes in the helicopter do the same thing that his co-workers did he drops into the water that we know is shark infested water and they sit there and let him be in there for like five minutes before the, <laughs> the other dude tells the pilot yo pull up pull up and try to get him out <laughs> They even they even cut to a uh, homegirl in the tower was like pull up pull like, up. Just, she can't tell the like, oh, Damn, he's in the water. <laughs> That's crazy. That's wild. They immediately get start start to get pulled by the shark into the tower, and then it's just. Because it just blows everything up, <laughs> the whole facility, <laughs> everything. And it cut the way that it cuts is like there's a there's an explosion on every floor, and we and we cut to everybody having their own explosion moment. Janice dies in the tower, right? The whole tower blows up. She's dead. Hello, Cool yeah, J. Janice Soprano got super exploded. Hello, <laughs> Cool J's. He doesn't get blown up, but like his floor rattles, and then he just starts drinking. I guess uh, cooking shit. Yes. Yeah. Because he's in the kitchen. Every, <laughs> whatever I can get, dog. Uh, everybody in the in the research facility, you know, starts to fall over because the whole facility is shaking. Multiple explosions, right? And so, I don't. Again, I don't know what they were thinking. They tried to turn back on the like monitors to see what happened because they're convinced that Stellan's car's card is still alive. <laughs> Where it's like, if he wasn't already dead. <laughs> There was a huge explosion. Like, I, th- nothing good is happening outside. Uh, but that's when the sharks are like they they go full petty because they <laughs> grab Stellan Skarsgård in their jaws. And again, he's not dead. For some, I think I was thinking about it, and I guess because he's got yeah. the the breather on, like he's still able to yeah, breathe. He's still under there. I he's would just breathing. be like, "Kill me, please!" Like, so you kill me. It's not that. They just, you know, push them up against this thick ass window, which is supposed to be able to contain all this pressure. This shark literally threw, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. He hit him with a jumper. Because, like, there was force behind it. You see, like, this, like, you see his medical car go, bam. And I was just like. And the shark, like, came up and was like, yeah, I did that shit. I'm about to do this to all you, too. And never never mind the fact. (laughs) Never mind the fact that, like, uh, Thomas J's character was like, oh, we need to kill this shark right now while the shark was still attached to the thing. And Saffron Girls was like, no, this is science. Yeah. And like hits the button and says no. the shark free. I'm like, bitch, this is all your fault. This is all your fault. Yep. That was the coldest part yep. in the movie for me, though, because she put him <laughs> back. She put him back in the water. Her homeboy looked at her like, you fucking killed us all. <laughs> you really <laughs> just, <laughs> you just killed all of us. I hope, I want you to know that. Well, I, I just, again, we, we can't emphasize enough that that shark threw Salad Scar's car. <laughs> like, like, they, like you, like you dropped this. <laughs> Here go your boy. Please take it back. <laughs> Get your trash out my house. Here's threw, your man. He threw scars, yeah. like Tupac threw homeboy's pick in poetic justice. And then, and then he's because he's just up against. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't instantly break. Like he's just up against the glass. <laughs> he's like trapped in the yeah he's like stuck up in the glass like there was pressure on that throw and then samuel jackson again the only competent person in the movie is just like we should leave because everybody's just looking at it like damn i wonder what's gonna happen next you're gonna die that's what's gonna happen cracks get out you know so they they all try to get out they're all running around water is like flooding into the facility from like every direction we cut to LL cool j who's in a different movie his reaction to this is i'm gonna calmly walk the hallways and just like with my bird (laughs) and just maybe let's see what's going on you know what i mean so he's just walking around his bird flies away he's trying to get up the stairs and this is and this is the point of the movie he falls down because all the water rushes in Elo Cool J has a concussion, right? Is that what is that his character arc for the rest of the movie? Like he's just he's concussed and because he was he was acting like he was concussed before he even fell. Like (laughs) it really was bothering me. I was like, I can tell a non-black person wrote his character because this man is first of all, yeah, there's like an earthquake for him, Mm -hmm. whatever. He opens the door, it's flooded. Not once does he go, there's not supposed to be water in here. He's just like, that's weird. Walking, walking, has his bird, goes to the stairwell. (laughs) The bird pieces out. Bird goes, oh, no, some shit yeah. going on. I'm out of here. And he goes, that's weird. I guess I should see what's up the stairwell. And is confused right. when a giant wave of water comes. <laughs> now, I don't know about y'all, but my black ass, the moment my bird leaves, I'm leaving. I don't need to see what it is. The bird knows something I don't. The moment the facility shakes, I, I, I'm right. gone. <laughs> <laughs> first time that happens where's the elevator where the, how do yeah, i go exactly. up? i need to, how do like I go the up to the surface like, plus like being black like we already are going to know every single exit that is available to us mm-hmm. in any situation Hell yeah oh any building anywhere at any time because we don't know when white folks are gonna fuck at it any up times yeah no ray sean is at at shore with a boat and I'm just calling. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey, this Wait, shit. Sean, remember how I told you this shit was crazy? Yeah, get that boat running. Right. Yeah, hey, I need to get out. And dog. I think that's what, that's what fucked me up about Samuel Jackson's character. Because I'm like, you got all this money. And you ain't bring your own crew with you to protect you? Yeah. 
Gotta have a boat mm. dog. You know, Should have came like, on the boat. That bothered me. That bothered me. Yeah, Bring I your know this brother survived in the yeah. Alps. I understand that. You're trying to make him out like uh, the Black Richard Branson. Fine. But I'm like, it comes a time after you survive the Alps, your black ass is going to have a unit with you at all times during specific yeah. situations. And this called for oh, yeah. it. Yeah. You are to Aquatica. I mean, that's just <laughs> <laughs> off top. Any place that has a name like that, oh. I am I'm not going there oh. of my own volition, but also like not without a, 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 a strong knowledge of how the fuck right. I'm getting I'm, out I there. need contingency right. plans on top of contingency plans. <laughs> so yeah, right. at this point, LL Cool J is just again literally in his own movie, and here's the reason why. Right, he's originally he wasn't supposed to live this long in the original cut of the film, so he was supposed to die early, but. They just loved his character so much that they kept giving him scenes and having him hang around, which Cameron, you can verify this for us. What that means <laughs> is for multiple days, LO Cool J is alone on set <laughs> acting opposite either <laughs> no one or an animatronic shark. <laughs> or a bird. Or a I'm telling you that bird with the icing scene, that it had to be all him. There's no <laughs> way it was even in the script. Uh, again, that bird. There's no way that I mean, scene he has a even wild exists. Boy, so that's that so, <laughs> a wild boy. Like we are familiar with LL Cool J. I hope you listeners are familiar with LL Cool J because you know, no. ain't nobody talking about no bird's tongue. No. Well, look. This, this this is the man who on who, own. who wrote and wrapped the song "Pink Cookies in a Plastic Bag," getting crushed by buildings. This is the man who wrote. Um, but yeah, like he's he is definitely like by himself. He's just hanging out, looking down hallways for like at least. A week on set because those are day like those are days those scenes are days like that's not like five minutes on set with the like, whole like him flying down him uh the wall of water basically him on a water slide underneath yeah. there that's a whole day of planning bro <laughs> that's a whole day of planning but i think that that's the thing that really it, it could have been a very different movie if he had died within the first you know however 20 30 minutes but like he basically is is getting his own separate section of movie because, meanwhile, the white people at Samuel Jackson are like trying to figure out how to get out. Every time they say something, Michael Rappaport is like, "That's not gonna work. Like, we can't go up that way, or like that place is flooded, or like, you know, the elevator is only for emergencies, or you know, like whatever the thing is." So they're kind of rushing around trying to figure out where exactly to go next, and so I think their plan is to get to the submarine. Right. Like they're trying to figure out, OK, we mm -hmm. got a submarine. That's how we can get out of here. Of course, the submarine is broken. Right. So that's not going to work. Immediately they get they get fucked up there. Meanwhile, Samuel Jack or not Samuel Jackson, LL Cool J is in a in a hallway alone now. And again, does the thing that I'm sure, Sean, in the theater, black people are just like, nigga. <laughs> That's a yes. shot. <laughs> somebody said that exactly. The wrong hit of Oh. Oh, wait. He's, he's in the hallway, and something's moving in the water. He can't put two and two together <laughs> until the shark... It literally takes him a moment to be like, Which... oh, shit. 
that's coming like, out. Like, you know you work for this aquatic science thing, right? You know that they're it's working It's a shark sharks. Show. You feed the sharks. It is now flooded. There's something moving in the water. What What do you think that could be? Preach? What, do you, what might that be? <laughs> Not a cat. So he, he pieces out. And this is, I mean, this movie basically becomes, he's in, he's in Jurassic Park with the sharks at this point. Um, and he like tries to escape into the kitchen. His bird is, is there. Bird is there. Uh, and he's like doing, and this is where I was kind of like, I don't know what's, ha- <laughs> what's happening with that look. Like on the one hand, I get it because I, I assume he, I don't know. I'm making up a backstory for him. He <laughs> seems like a man who doesn't have a lot. And that bird is one of the only like yeah. companions and he's things been, that he, he's been through a lot. Yeah. And so like, he is desperately trying to get this bird to come to him. You know what I mean? In this life or death situation. So of course the bird gets eaten uh, by the shark. And that's, that's when he a beautifully dramatic shot. Yeah. Elo Cool J basically becomes John Wick with the sharks at that point. Because he's yeah. like, y'all fucked like, up. Nah, you <laughs> when ate you ate my, my bird. bird. He he gets trapped in the oven and then the shark turns the, the oven. oven. Okay. <laughs> Just the, the shark has turned the oven. At this point, the kitchen is flooded, like fully flooded. I'm like, so he crawls into the oven. I'm like, you know what? Right. That makes sense. You know, like, it's not like they can turn it on. It ain't going to work. The water. And then the shark runs into the, the knob and turns it on. Oh, he doesn't run it. There's That's a purpose. Ding. I know he did it on purpose. There's a just ding, like, my niggas. There's... There's... This movie has a little <laughs> ding in it. Like, when he turns it, ding. This movie knew exactly like that what broke it me. was I just... from the jump. <laughs> he was in there. The oven is on. He's in the oven also, just like... Let's... <laughs> I want. I need this oven because as soon as the shark turns it on, it immediately gets hot. Like there's no preheating. Oh, yeah. It's just immediately. Yep. He's sweating no. and like. <laughs> there's gas. I think there's gas yes. coming in because he's coughing. Yeah, he's, he's choking on the gas. And so Elo Cool J heroically breaks out of the oven. Now the whole room is filled with the gas. I guess. Uh, and so yep. he lights. Yep. The, super vague, by the way. This. There's no like, there's no specific like. Okay, go get there and then we'll talk. He lights a lighter and like you know, y'all y'all kill my bird. Now you gonna get got? You know, throws the lighter, (laughs) the shark explodes, which is amazing. (laughs) Just catch on fire. Lovely, it's lovely. But also like, it doesn't even like. It's not like the the lighter lands in the oven. Yeah. It's not that like the shark's mouth is full of gas. Oh, you know, one and one does not equal two here. He just throws a lighter at shark. Shark is surrounded by maybe gas. That's the thing too. Like they don't. And that's that's there's the no like there's no color. There's nothing to let you know as the viewer. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of gas in the room. Literally, the reason how right. I figured out there was ga- right. gas going on is after he threw it and the shark exploded, and I was like, why would the shark? Well, I guess the oven had to be gas. <laughs> That's the only way. You literally have to go back and do the work yourself to arrive at the point. Meanwhile, we we cut back to back to the party, and greatest scene is about to happen here because Samuel Jackson is like, everybody, shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> everybody's fight. Everybody's fighting. They're they're anxious. They're they're trying to get to the top, and they start fighting. Well, homegirl saw her husband get tossed up like a three pointer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she's still and so she's, she's still bro- oh that. well yeah let's let's go back briefly because this is a thing that i didn't understand at all which is that they're kind of trying to figure out okay what what happened here like what's going on why are these sharks you know acting this way and then uh jane is like oh yeah so i was like injecting proteins and like genetically enhancing these sharks to make them as smart as people and everybody's like what <laughs> like so it was like y'all not telling me something what's going on and she's like okay so look shark brain fixes alzheimer's but shark brain too small so i had to make the shark brain big and it just made them super smart so now they're like really smart and deadly you know like no thing but it's also like a crucial part of the the research like if you doing that how do you right. not put that in your research because- notes it was illegal. But like, like, you know, that's an essential part of what you did. How did nobody know? Well, she it was, was like, we broke some kind of accords, some like science accords, like that you can't. So, and everybody, I think was, no, oh, I can't I believe think, you did that. I think at least uh, Skarsgård and um, his girl knew because at the beginning, well, at the beginning, Samuel asked him because he, he was like, so y'all curing Alzheimer's with sharks, and she was like, yeah, and he was like, and y'all not doing nothing to the sharks, and she was like, well, that would break the pact so of course not like the way she delivered the line was as if like mm-hmm. i mean we are but i'm not gonna tell you because you're gonna shut everything down right can't tell you right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so then <laughs> when jane goes and tells him when she's acting shocked i'm like but you knew why are you doing this this is not the time to be acting faint like that doesn't make any sense i mean thomas jane certainly was like i didn't know that which again it's just like how does nobody know these sharks are fucking huge. Right. These aren't regular think, sharks, dog. Like, you think these are just normal sharks that just right. grew to 26 feet? you think feet? he has the shark wrangler. Right. The man is supposed he's, to be the shark whisperer. Yeah. You're not, <laughs> right. you're you're not like, to, these right. sharks don't act like normal sharks. <laughs> like, these niggas swimming backwards. and <laughs> Like, if you're a person who's seen a lot of humans, right, and you see a nine-foot human, you're going to be like, there's something, something weird with you. I want to ask you And you're you like, these KFC right? jumpsticks are kind of big. I wonder how they do that. Like, <laughs> right. you no, know, now Mondo Burger, Mondo Burgers do have bigger burgers than the other off. place. I ain't never seen McDonald's get a burger this big. That's weird. I never thought about that. <laughs> I wonder what. I mean, it's probably on the board, right? <laughs> so, yeah, everybody's pissed at her. So nobody trusts her. Samuel Jackson is like, all right, fuck it. Look, I'm taking control here, and we're gonna we're gonna break this scene down. A million different ways, right? Let's go. But let's go. <laughs> he starts the scene by saying, "You think water moves fast? Ice. You should see ice. Yes, it moves yes. like it has a <laughs> mind, you. like it knows it killed the world once and got a taste for murder." <laughs> when he said ice got a taste for murder, yes. I was like, "Write the rap, <laughs> write the rap." I want to hear the I was, verses. <laughs> I and was so, from the moment he said, you think water moves fast? I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> nah, what? <laughs> so here's here's the behind the scenes on this scene, right? This is this is the famous scene where Samuel Jackson gets eaten by a shark. <laughs> and so um, there's, there's a like VFX guy on set, right? And he's worked with Samuel Jackson before. He's worked with him on uh, Long Kiss Goodbye. Lucas, good night. Because Rennie Harlan yeah. directed that um, one, so. and, and a few other movies. So Rennie Harlan yeah. movie, yep. And so, you know, he calls Samuel Jackson the night before because he's looked at the script and he's like, "Ooh, that scene is like seven pages. Like, I wonder how you're gonna pull that monologue off, right?" And Samuel Jackson is like, 
this is some of the worst dialogue I've ever I've ever read. I have an idea. What if you like just kill me? You know what I mean? Like what if what if you kill me like quick because the scene is always designed to get Samuel Jackson eaten by a shark, right? But he's just like, but what if it happens like real quick, you know, like before I get through the whole seven pages? And the VFX guy is like, that sounds good to me. Like, let's see if we can sell Harlot on it, right? So they get to set. They start the take. Samuel Jackson, again, you notice he starts on the on the way back, and he's supposed to go all the way to the mm-hmm. front of the pool. So he starts doing the, you know, you think <laughs> water moves fast dialogue. And, like, by the second page, like, he's already in the front. And Harlan's like, cut, wait, like, you you got to milk it. You know, like, this is the big death scene. You got to really, like, sell it. You know, if you go too fast, you know, you're going to get through – you're not going to get through all the dialogue before you get to your, your mark where you're supposed to be. So Samuel Jackson does the scene again and moves even faster than he did the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and now Harlan's like, "What? you know, what's happening? So Samuel Jackson is like trying to sell him on it. And he's like, no, we have to do the whole thing. We need all the dialogue. Um, and like they keep trying to get him to do it. And he keeps refusing to do it. So at a certain point, the VFX guy steps in. He's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, do you see Indiana Jones? Like when the guy's like swinging the sword and then like Indy just shoots him. It's like, it's like that. Like it's going to be like a big laugh. And Harlan's like, well, that's, you know, this isn't a comedy. This is a serious horror film, right? So like they basically (laughs) get as much as they need to get the scene done. VFX guy finishes what he has to do and then immediately goes to Samuel Jackson. He's like, I got enough to kill you by page two. <laughs> like we can get this done. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. if, if, if yes. we need to. And this is, so this is, we're going to come back to this point a lot because there's an infamous test screening of this movie where multiple things got changed because when the studio saw it and they did the test screening, the seven page monologue that Samuel Jackson is, does is in there. And it's not even that like people aren't shocked that he dies, but like it's just long and it drags and like it's not suspenseful and people are kind of like, mm, I don't, we should probably change that. And so the VFX guy, you know, is in the in the post, you know, editing bay and he's kind of like, so here's what we're gonna do, right? <laughs> we can put all this together and we can get him and we can get him killed, you know, by page two. So they do that, and Samuel Jackson sees it, and he calls the guy and he thanks him and he's like, that's this is the best death scene I've seen in any movie. You know what I mean? Like I, I, this is like one of his favorite scenes that he's ever done. Right. And so it's like that easily could have been something else because Harlan, I guess was convinced that he was making like a super serious horror movie. And the Godfather after the test screenings, a bunch of things change. Another thing that changes that Janice is supposed to not Janice, Jane is supposed to live to the end, right? Like her, Thomas Jane, and Ella Cool J. First, he's supposed to die, but then they keep Ella Cool J through the whole movie, and so like the three of them are supposed to be together at the end. But the test audience was so mad because they're like, "Are oh, you talking about, you talking about, you talking about like, Susan from Burroughs here?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Susan. Yeah, Susan. They're just like she can't live to the end because she's the reason all this happened. And so everybody was mad. She's the villain, and so they had to go back. And quickly re-edit it because she falls on the water, right? And so she's supposed to escape, but then they changed it to the scene where she gets eaten by a shark. <laughs> so. Which is, yeah, because I was wondering, like, you, you get to that point in the movie, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but um, she dives in the water to be, like, bait yeah. for the shark in that scene. And then, 
what Thomas Jane sees that he, she's in the he water, so she to save he her, dives even to though like, she went to save yeah. him. He goes back to save her. He goes back to rescue her. But before he's even in the water, like five hot seconds, she what? Because he because the shark up. eats her and gobbles her up like each <laughs> bit, like not a finger was left on the table. You know, like oh that no, arm bitter in half, Mike. Bitter in half. Eat lower in half, and then ate and then came both. Yes, the other yes, half. bitter in half. And then ate the remaining limbs. Yeah, they're like, we gotta make this convincing. Oh like, she gotta God, be dead, no. dead. Like, no chances. No... <laughs> coming back from this. <laughs> yeah, no, she is not coming back. Yeah, because they definitely did that. Like, it's very quick. Yeah. So, back to Sam's death scene, right? Like, he's he's talking. Amazing. He's 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 going on this whole thing. Shark comes right out of the water, eats his ass. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> It's beautiful. It really is. The shark, by the way, if you have not seen this movie, you need to see this movie. This In this scene, he's standing in front of a pool, right? And he's looking directly into camera. He says, now first, we need to seal off this pool. And then we cut to the wide shot of him standing in front of the pool. The shark literally comes from over his shoulder, does a 90-degree body flex. Styles on him. <laughs> and basically Stone Cold stuns his ass into the floor and then like messes yeah. him into the floor yeah. a little bit like like runs him along the grate a little bit like I'm not <laughs> and then swoop backs into the water like an eel of some sort and then he's and then he's and then, gets chomped in half and then another shark comes through and it's like oh you gonna finish that and then he's like my nigga <laughs> when like, I eat Aquan, I got some dark meat for you <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it all happens in the blink of an eye, though. It's be- it really is beautiful. And everybody, it's best, and that's what one of his best death scenes. Yeah, Michael Rappaport is just Jackson, like I mean. what all what all the black people were saying the second. <laughs> we're just like, <laughs> yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. He yes. literally has a panic attack on sight. Yeah. Like he sees a well, I mean, if you saw a grown man get eaten by a shark sure. who does a what a physical right. shark move that you've never seen a shark do yeah. ever on TV. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's a ninety degree. That angle, shark bro. that shark like, gotta die. Sharks. I mean, from the from the from the Olympic judges, that was like Yes. Like this is what from the Russian do, judge. This is nineteen ninety nine CGI, which honestly <laughs> Holds up better than some of the CGI we have today. Yeah, because like when uh, when the shark got to uh, Michael Rappaport and was like, "I'm pushing you right into these electronics and shock the shit out of you," and like literally just rubbed him across. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It was like like a lottery scratch off ticket, fam. He was just <laughs> look. <laughs> that shark saw Michael Rappaport. I was like, I know that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> You know, <laughs> had the double back. My God! So he's like on site. He's on site. So I, the last thing we have to dissect from that scene, though, Samuel L. Jackson ate somebody. Yes, That's what he's okay. I thought it was just me. From that speech, my man says. Now, what I'm about to tell you, I'm about to break a promise. I promise to never tell. <laughs> there were seven of us when we went and yes. when we crashed in the house. Five of us left. <laughs> he, was like, he said five of us survived, two of us didn't. 
and just kind of <laughs> lifts that hang in the air, and then it's like, we did what we had to do <laughs> to survive. And I was like, you you ate people. But real real oh, black oh, yes, elder yes, energy, yes, right? Yes. Of just like, you know, mm-hmm. seven of us landed, five of us survived. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he kind of gives him the look. Like, I'm not gonna say you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, nigga. I ain't too. Just want you to know that before I continue. Uh, (laughs) And he was basically trying to say it's not gonna come to that because we're gonna, you know, come together and survive or whatever. But he was like, but if it does come to that. I've I've already categorized the menu for I felt like <laughs> most appetizing. And I, I like am not one. He was both trying to be like, you know, like we got to come together so we don't end up in a situation like that. But also trying to send right. them a little bit like, look, I know I'm the I don't know anything. Clearly, y'all decided not to tell me this information, but I'm going to take the reins right now because y'all clearly don't know what the hell you're doing. And if y'all keep so in order yeah. to get y'all to listen to me, I'm gonna let you know right now, I've ate a nigga before and I would do it again if I had. <laughs> they are listening though. They're just like Yes. What? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh yeah, and the shark was like, Let me show you how oh it's done. And uh <laughs> the water I mean, best. I get I get now why Michael Rappaport's character had a full panic attack. He was like, A dude told me <laughs> he might eat me if given the opportunity. And then he was eaten. Oh. Karmically, he what was eaten. What chance do I have? What am I going to do? I'm not going getting out of this. I'm not going to do well here. What's the double bet? I will say, I know, I mean, again, my theory is that LL Cool J had a concussion. But I will also say that, like, he was acting like, I did appreciate that, like, even though Preacher was, really, he gets two shark kills out of three sharks, right? So he's like, mm-hmm. yep. he's the one, right? But, like. He's not acting like, oh, I'm in the situation, so now like I'm a super soldier and I'm gonna do, you know, all these incredible things. He's like, nigga, there's sharks here. Right. I'm doing what I got to me the do. fuck up out of and here like, right now. But you, you know, you know when he got back to land and had them fam- had went to the oh, family yeah. cookout or or went to the bar or went anybody anywhere. He told us shit. You remember out of that yeah. story. Uh, when Soldier Boy was talking to DJ Vlad about how his house got robbed up and how he defended it? That hmm. was yes. that was preach yep. recounting the story of Aquaca. <laughs> <laughs> was, I, I had to mount my house. Yeah, he I was in my kitchen. House, fly, 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 fly. <laughs> I did what I had to do. I did what I could. Yeah, that shark was out there. I should, from from two hundred miles away. I lined up, the, <laughs> lined up the harpoon. <laughs> Actually, what we see is his retelling of the situation. I hope so. it probably wasn't even nothing like that. No, <laughs> that's why he had the concussion. I think your theory is sound. But uh, just quickly to wrap up the rest of the film. So at this point, everybody's like, "Fuck, we're fucked." Like this isn't going to go the way that we're supposed to to go. We're all going to die. And so they, Thomas Jane takes control of the situation more or less. And he's like, all right, next plan. We just need to get up as high as we can. Right. So they start to climb up. Um, They get to a certain point. This is the thing that like, again, I know it's an action movie. I know it's a crazy movie. They get to this, this ladder that they have to climb. They're climbing basically up the elevator shaft to get to the next level. They, they start to climb. The camera pans up to show that 
it's on fire. <laughs> it's on fire up there. <laughs> Again. I actually, honest to God, I had to look at it and be like, are they, is it upside down? No, it's upside down. It's not upside down. Just up <laughs> is fire. Like, I would have just been like, I'm good. <laughs> where, where, the, where the sharks at? I'm gonna wait till the water gets there and puts out the fire, and then I'm gonna be good. Where where are the sharks? This, right, I'm like, not climbing up a fire ladder. Point, so like, just like yeah. they can so, have me. It's cool. So they all just they start to climb this fire ladder. Fi- like debris, flamey debris is falling on on them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a nice. Touch. It was funny. I, I like the falling debris. Just like, like they would be having conversations fire. and just like duffing off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> casual mad casual and so they, they're trying to get up but they realize they can't get up as high as they wanted to so thomas jane has to duck into like another level and previously him and michael rapaport have like gone down to like seal a specific part uh just to make sure that the water doesn't like start to flood in once they open this other door of course shark starts banging on the door Michael Thomas J looks at somebody and says, "Is that a shark?" <laughs> like it would be anything else. Again, this is coming from the shark wrangler. Right. <laughs> what What else could be trying to get into the room that you're in from underwater? <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> I think it's a shark. And so the shark burst in and now everybody's like freaking out. The ladder that they're on. It was like a tremor because like an explosion, the tremors and stuff. So the ladder like falls because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So now they're all, it's like monkey bars now. Like they're climbing like parallel and trying to like get up and out of there. Um, But. Jan, it's, this is this is when is Jan dies Which because Jan, 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 Jan slips Jan falls into okay. the water, but the water is close yeah. to the to the monkey bars ladder, right? So Thomas Jane is upside yeah. down and was like, "Yo, so come back up, I got up. you." But this is when you see, I love this scene because one, it's one, it is very wrong. Because now that I'm, now that like you know twenty something years has passed, and I can go back and look at this scene, this shark has bitten this woman in the hoo ha and is holding her. By the hoo ha and, yep. and lifts her up in the air as to say, yep. "Look what I got!" And this is gonna be for all of you soon too. And then pulls her down by her bloody hoo ha back into the water. The best thing about that to me is like it shows you just how petty these sharks are. Because prior to her getting oh, bit, yeah, so petty. you know, she's reaching up and Thomas James like he's like, "Get my hand, grab my hand," and she's trying and trying. The shark gets her, starts to go down, and then it's like, you know what? No, let me get you back up to your friends. Here, y'all can finally clap hands. <laughs> and then takes her back. <laughs> y'all can get that up real quick. It's just being petty. I mean, there's no need for him to do, like, the full SeaWorld dolphin trick. Saying. What is this extra <laughs> shit you're no... trying to do, dog? Just grab her out the water. What are, what are you... You're, you could get, yeah, exactly. You could just slurp her up down in the water. Like, you just, like... Dove up, did a little ballerina Cirque trick, and then like, dog, just like. <laughs> anyway, so she's dead. There's no need. Yeah, she's super she's dead. Super dead. Then they look up because something's coming from up top. Is it a land shark? No, it's a local <laughs> jet, and he's uh, <laughs> coming out. <laughs> Finally, joins the rest of the. I mean, this oh, is like we're man. an hour and something oh. into the movie. There like, have been you know, four deaths. An hour, like ten yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, 
this movie picks them off like in just like the most uh serialized fashion just like one two three hello cool j comes in like yo i blew up a shark what do y'all been doing i was and they're like i was so uh... mad at this because this whole time he's been separated from the crew he doesn't know what's going on he just like there was a weird shake then there were sharks me knowing that these are the people who are running everything i'm coming in like what the fuck did y'all do like what is going on what happened this man is yeah. just like yeah i'm a shark that was crazy what y'all up to <laughs> anyways what y'all been up to <laughs> and they have to explain to him that four people have died. <laughs> he's like oh and so at that point they come up with their their final plan to escape aquatica uh which is to i think they're gonna raise the gates or lower the gates. Mm-hmm. They're gonna get out. They're the gates ra- are gonna be. They're gonna raise. They're gonna raise the gates. They're gonna raise the gates. The five feet that Michael Rappaport was talking about and, earlier in the movie. And this is and this is again just like this. This again is a very black part of the movie, right? To this point, LL Cool J should be the leader of this group, right? Like he's been kicking ass. He blew up a shark. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's surviving on his own. Proceeds to just get sidelined while all the white people go off and do all these separate missions, right? So, like, Susan has to go get her data, right? Her research, because it's it's all for nothing yep. if she doesn't recover her research, right? So, of course, the shark is waiting for her, <laughs> where the research is at. And, you know, she's able to grab the data, but the shark starts, like, attacking her. And so she strips out of her suit in order to ground herself before she electrocutes the shark to death while also simultaneously electrocuting her research that shot is also that shot of her like Um, basically going down to her skivvies is also kind of low-key a play on the original alien when sigourney weaver's changing her clothes Mm -hmm. um in the in the uh, shuttle getaway shuttle um unbeknownst to her yeah. there's a fucking alien up in that bitch mm-hmm. um so like it it kind of mm-hmm. plays on that a little bit but, but like there's there's like a lot of low-key alien references that Rennie Harlan brought into this movie oh, so sure. like that was that was that's one the that's the level of film that he thought he was making that's why they had to <laughs> argue him down yeah. to get that death yeah. scene. <laughs> right. um also I mean it's incredible right this whole movie goes by LL Cool J, nary a bicep, nary a pectoral muscle, doesn't take his shirt off one time, even even roll up Once. a sleeve in a full... That's actually crazy. You're right. The whole the whole I never thought about that. <laughs> I never thought about that either. This is the same man who has found excuses. He can't wait to take his favorite shirt activity. Like, this is what he lives he for. Just... It is literally one of his favorite activities, uh, next to licking his own lips. Yeah, he did, I, did no. he do that in this movie? No. I don't think he did that either. I'm surprised like he didn't was, do that yeah. either. It's crazy. They were like, that's a real character foul. Your lips or the bird gets your finger. One, we can't have too much licking in this movie. <laughs> and he went with the bird. So. <laughs> um, like, the bird got to get it. So Susan, Susan barely escapes with her life. Michael Rapoport and Thomas Jane are trying to get this gate <laughs> ro- rose up, and we already explained that. Petty Shark comes by and just rips him in two, right? And just and just the way like yep. Michael Rappaport, the whole time he's just like, "Don't let a shark." Be 
<laughs> he is literally talking about it. He's like, man, don't don't let me go out this way, man. This is not what I came here to do. Whatever happens, just don't let one of these super sharks rip me in half. And of course, they they. I was about to say they were listening. I was about to say the shark heard that. He was like, he don't want me to do that, but guess what I'm gonna do? I got something. <laughs> we gonna say we gonna save him for last. I got something for that ass. <laughs> So he gets ripped. I mean, the, it's incredible the way that these sharks multiple times rip people in two, like yeah. like perfectly, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just because it's a, it's oh, a yeah. bite. It's not like they're like ripping arms or legs off. Like they just one bite, you're in two pieces. Nope. And then they although come back although they this time arms. for Rappaport, they left the lower <laughs> half. So you see a leg twitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You get the leg twitch. Which is damn, dog. Like, I was just like, you know, Michael Rappaport doesn't go a long way with me. Like, small doses are fine. But here I was kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I'm sad <laughs> for him. Because I was just like, <laughs> besides besides uh, Skarsgård, who also I was just like, come on, bro. Like, Skarsgård got, fucked, that was got fucked up three times. But if my whole Skarsgård got like, fucked up three times. I know. Arm cut off. Yeah. Because then he comes back. It's almost like he did something to Rennie Harlan beforehand. <laughs> and he was like, I got something for that ass. Because he's he going to spend multiple days on this. He set. comes back as a dead. <laughs> a floating corpse. Floating, uh, dead. It's the, the final jump scare of the movie. Like he's just floating. In the, and that's and that's what's, what freaks out Thomas Jane. So they've basically come down to the last resort. You know, they're going to open this thing up and they're going to shoot this shark and like blow it up basically with some. Yeah. On the, with a battery, inexplicable contraption they built. Yeah, and so um, the shark is, of course, like, well, I heard y'all, so I'm not going to do not, that. I'm not going to go over there. <laughs> Did you not know that I'm a super smart shark? And it, it probably is like, oh, I'll just leave. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> and that's when Susan's like, they, we need bait. We need to, we need to lure it back in. And she like cuts herself and like jumps into the water. I guess. I don't know if she was like, I'm going to die, and so this is my final act, or if she was like, Thomas Jane's going to save me, because yeah. uh, that's not what happens. Save me. <laughs> she immediately gets... We're going to kiss. We're going to kiss later. Before, I think before that, well, two things. We, we One thing I skipped, right, which is during all of those weird side missions that the white people are doing, for whatever reason, Elo Cool J goes into a dead woman's room finds a video camera yeah. <laughs> starts recording oh, his yeah, yeah. last his final words, last will testament <laughs> which then turns into the perfect omelet recipe yeah <laughs> hilarious by the way he pulls off that joke with like 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 yeah. he's a i was upset at how well that went like how hard i laughed at that because it's not something that should have gotten yeah <laughs> yeah i really did laugh yeah it shouldn't it should, I'm, a bro, I'm a 35 that's not that joke should should have yeah. died with me at 13, but still, he got That's why I'm like, he, he must have a concussion, right? Because this is, <laughs> if this is what he's doing in a life or death situation, like, he's clearly not, either he's having, like, a dissociative episode, or he's he's having, he's, he's experiencing well, also, a concussion. Well, also, this is another point where um, the movie shows how black it is, because before they actually go up to the surface, they have to do this situation where... They have to create a diversion mm. because sharks are uh, apparently all of a sudden we got this knowledge that sharks love churning water. Yeah. So they have to like strap a fire extinguisher to a bunch of life jackets and they shoot that up before they go up so mm, the shark yeah. will be distracted. But 
in this moment while the elevator is filling with water so it pressurizes properly so they don't explode on the way up, LL decides to actually preach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> yeah. And then he also uses the Lord's name in vain because he just, like, you know, he yeah. says motherfucker well, he in, takes, a, in the he same takes prayer. takes Sam Jackson's motherfucker. Sam Jackson doesn't get the same motherfucker in this movie. That's LL right. Cool J does. That's right. So... There's some animosity going on. There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. The part of L. Cool J is trying to take one of the life preservers. And Thomas Chain like grabs it back from him. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> because he, he explicitly I'm says. I'm getting the fuck out of here regardless. He explicitly <laughs> says people like me don't just survive these situations, right? Mm-hmm. Like in the movie, he he's like. He says brothers like this. He says brothers. Yeah. We don't, we don't live past this. So like, I don't I, know if that's in the script, but. Uh, I'm, keeping, yeah. he, I'm keeping my eye on y'all. Nobody's nobody's taking life preservers without me. Nobody's going. I'm, I'm gonna be around for all these conversations you're having. You're yeah, every time y'all talk, I want to hear yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're talking about, run it back on me. Um, y'all not gonna leave me out the loop. Yeah, he should. I, I would have loved if he teamed up with the sharks at the end. It was, you know what? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> they was talking about me. They was talking about me. Um, I knew it. <laughs> instead uh yeah he well he because he goes in the water first and the sharks start to eat him and this is where you yep. think he's gonna die but then he stabs the shark in the eye and then gets rescued and then with they like, with with his cross yep, yep. and so he, he's kind of sidelines uh susan jumps in she gets eight so now it's all on Tam- thomas J, who's like struggling to get the shark corralled elo cool j goes up has the perfect shot lined up Shoots Thomas J in the leg, which may have been intentional. (laughs) He may not have missed. (laughs) He may that. I mean, well, the shark like bit LL real bad, so it's not like you know everybody's petty in this movie. So he, I get some, you get some. You know what I'm saying? But it also may have been strategic, tactical. Like this white man's not gonna (laughs) leave. You know what I mean? I, if right. I, I, I might, I might have to just injure he him said, enough so that let me pin this man to the shark, right. so I know that as long as I have to deal with the shark, he also has to deal yes. with the shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he ain't swimming out. Shark wrangler ain't leaving me here. Um, but he, you know, Thomas J. Just like, well, I guess I'm pinned to the shark now. But like, go ahead with the plan, anyways. Yeah. And so L O Cool J attaches the battery to the harpoon line and. The biggest explosion, maybe in the movie, there is, there is, there could not have been that much blood in the shark. It is, yes. <laughs> it is gallons yes. of blood. It is absurd the amount sh- of the blood. shark. The shark was just made it's of just blood. A blood sack of teeth. Everybody, everybody that it ate also <laughs> their blood too. You know what I mean? It just like spill it out into the yep. water. We think Thomas Jane is dead. Not dead. You know what I mean? By the by the power of something, Caucasity, I guess. He's still he stays alive. I think it was he was when the shark swam through the open part of the steel gate, uh it must have like, you know, sieved where... off Thomas well, Jane. Like you saw he was like hanging on to yeah. it, but then he hang on to the gate and I we didn't see the harpoon leave his legs. No. See, that's why we were confused. Right. <laughs> but the harpoon obviously was like ripped out of his leg violently yes also it's the same thing with ll cool j getting out of the oven by the way because he was in the oven he has the axe he chops up into the second second oven to get up and above the shark but you have to crawl around all this jagged jagged hot metal 
in the oven. See, this is again the movie doesn't, You're too much. doesn't need us to know these things. Just watch the shark movie. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's That's it. Explosions. <laughs> See, these shark movies are not made for me, an overthinker, because I'm just like your your legs. No, just, no, just a bl- just a so black person, because we're just like, what would happen to us? Because even though this is an impractical I'm... situation, we're like, but if it did. <laughs> <laughs> because we want to be prepared. I was stuck on Aquatica. Do I have to wear right. knee gloves in case I'm trapped in an oven? Do I have to, you know, learn how to walk with one leg yeah. in case? And my this re- is why we always ask questions for any hy- for any hypothetical. Yeah. Because once again, we, we, we don't know what kind of situations yeah. white people gonna put us in. Right. We must cover all our bases. They had us niggas out on a sea island. Like a, a man-made sea island with genetically enhanced sharks. Somehow there were two of us there. Yeah. <laughs> so the movie ends with the the next shift. Get me on a commercial flight. <laughs> the next the next shift of crew is coming in. Probably just like the fuck is going. So I'm not even gonna lie. This was my favorite part of the movie because like at the beginning when Sam Jack gets there the the week shift leaves they're like all right bye we'll see y'all next week whatever they they leave right whole yeah. movie happens then at the end it's just thomas jane and ll leaning on this thing and this raft in the water slowly sinking down the next shift shift comes in and they're waving their arms and the movie has it framed as if they're like oh hey guys yo what happened like we're coming we're coming to help you but i'm like every person on the boat is like what the fuck happened to work <laughs> Why is everything on fire? What? I'm so confused. Am I like, out of work, bro? I told my wife we was good. Like, I do I get paid? Do I? Do I, yeah, I was getting a quarter money. I made her quit her job. Like, what? What do I, I do now? Good. I just mortgaged my house. Do oh. I still have health insurance? I, I slapped my last boss. What is going on? That's why. I, I just laugh as they're just waving like, "Hey guys, how's it kids. going?" And I'm like, "Do you not see the destruction?" Not a single person is like. <laughs> not um, even just the destruction. Yeah. Excuse me. Because my thing is, I think again, I think Ello made a strategic decision to make sure that Thomas Jane was alive because if imagine a black man on a burning <laughs> facility mm-hmm. <laughs> housing un undisclosed no government activity, you know what I mean? Like they would have yep. taken him to a black site immediately, and he would have been dead. Like he's yep. not, he's not yep. getting yeah. all the way back on that boat so like he had to have thomas james insurance to tell these people <laughs> he is also good don't don't kill ll but also ll two kills at two out of three kills you know what i mean so like i think that he went from not being in the third act originally to two kills right so i mean he's he's not Build as the star of the movie, but he is the star and more of the hero than Thomas Jane, in my opinion. Um, and then, of course, we get Deepest Blues. <laughs> That's where they close out the film. And then, really, any event, you know, funeral, play that off. Let's yeah. let's let's talk about Deepest Blues in depth <laughs> at, because at all their funerals they play Deepest as it lowers it. <laughs> As it lowers, uh, like the forecast gets like, into the his, ground. Her hat really was like a shark fin. <laughs> Just five ceremony, five ceremonial caskets in Arlington. <laughs> deepest blue is my hat is Listen, like a shark fin. That be- Let's break the beat down. Beat is amazing. I'm not going front the instrumental on that. I love the beat. I love the beat. Well, hold yeah. on a second, because here's the thing that I didn't notice until 
literally yesterday when I listened to the song. So typically when these things happen, right, it's one of two situations. It's a Will Smith situation where this is me in character rapping about what my character does in the movie. Or it's a Ninja Turtles 1 situation where somebody just summarizes the events of the movie in a rap, right? (laughs) LL Cool J mm-hmm. is rapping from the perspective of the shark. Of the shark, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about his character. It's not. No. It's it's kind of about the movie, but it's more about how the sharks are gonna fuck you. And like, <laughs> yep, yep. It's like a shark diss track against humans. Bro, it's cold <laughs> on two levels. It's like, just the lyrics are literally just like, I'm gonna rip my teeth through. <laughs> looking for a human to rip my teeth through and like it's just the violence in the lyrics it's like that's super gangster but then the other if you think about it from the ll cool j as a character in this movie this man is rapping from the perspective of two things that he just murdered (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah like that's That's hard yeah he said i'm gonna tell you real hard thinking right before i capped him like that's you can't you can't do better than that i mean even even more, I'm not saying like Jay he was he, or uh, LL was like trying to be Nas, but like he there's even a line in there yes! where he says I ate your Bro, ancestors. That's, that's my favorite line. <laughs> Yo, you don't really want please, it. Please, I please. ate your ocean ancestors. The ocean is haunted. <laughs> oh. The ocean is haunted. Yo, he's talking about the diaspora. He is talking about the middle passage, bro. He is and talking again, about that real, real. Speaking as the sharks from this film, he's not like just generally. He's like, no, you, black dude, I ate your ancestors. I thought they was escaping. They was escaping something. It was life because I came. Like, bro. Oh, God. Yeah. And then it's a rich text. It's a rich text. There's there's two Titanic references, and this movie was filmed mm. on the same set they filmed Titanic. So I, are you serious? I, uh, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my God. So it's also I'm meta. Say, in I, that, I in forgot that there was this one line in Deepest Bluest, which to this day just cracks me up. When he, when LL says struggling the flow with hemorrhages in your throat, getting the lap dance while I smash through your boat, getting. Yo, the the lap dance line had me crazy. So I'm like, are you still a shark, nigga? Do y'all got like stripper sharks? <laughs> the shark is My God. God. And there's another shark underwater. Just... <laughs> no, no, because they also able to do the 90 degree joint. Like these, see, see, he was setting you up. He was telling you like these sharks saying, are like, able to dance. That really is the greatest of all time. He really earned that title. And this song is just a testament to it. One of the many testaments, but like, look. The the, all right. The music video, yeah. and crazy, right? Like he's in basically the set of the movie, or at least a replica of the set of the movie, and they might have had it for an extra day. Like then, for whatever reason, there's an orchestra around <laughs> the tank, and then there's like <sighs> ballerina dancers around him, but then he is like. Slowly transforming <laughs> into a shark <laughs> because he's got the contacts in uh, oh, that give him yes. shark eyes. I yes. guess shark vision. Yep, shark vision. Then he replicates the scene where Skarsgård gets thrown through the glass 
he comes swimming up to it and then transforms into a shark. <laughs> and then the video ends with, I don't think that was this a it scene in not. the movie where it was not a scene in the movie. Okay, but like it, it was not a scene in the movie. They just like t- I think they just took footage like that they didn't use for the okay. film and just placed it in. Because then Michael Rappaport, like everybody, it cuts to the movie, like all the the crew of the film, like sitting down, like watching it, the video, I guess, on Aquatica. And, and Michael Rappaport is like, that guy's creepy. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> he's a shark man. Like, that's, I wouldn't trust that. That guy kind of looks like know. our chef. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but then, and, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the rest of the soundtrack is insane because it is, I guess, people signed to LL's Rock the Bells label. You don't know any yep. of these people because <laughs> <laughs> this was it. There are some origin stories on this, this album. This was it for them. Uh, I want to call in particular a song called Smoke Man by Smoke Man. Was it by? <laughs> The lyrics, uh, opening lyrics go, and I quote, rhyme movies, cuties shaking their booties in jacuzzis with mafia contracts, playground, merry-go-round on my back. (laughs) I read it back three times because I was like, you meant to say that? Like, this is how the song goes. And then... The, the chorus? Do you want to guess the chorus? <laughs> it's Smoke Man. He just says Smoke Man. <laughs> he just repeats Smoke Man. And it's, what, it's so crazy because he is hyping himself up doing the ad libs. And he's like, no, Smoke Man, that's enough. Stop. Like, they ain't ready for this. You can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, Smoke Man. You <laughs> and I was like. And had a huh? manic episode. <laughs> And the producer was like, this is it. This is the one. Well, the thing about it, this is this is the prime your man's era, right? Of like, I have a crew. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is yo from back in the day who like we went to school together. He's like, yo, you know I rap I mean- too. And Dallo's like, cool. <laughs> great here's a record Bro, contract like, you, you are right that that literally is the a pit like the apex of the hype man era wow. beanie single got a whole movie well the thing about it is like it's not even because it's like you know so many of those crews were like all right you know here's like my my friend and here's this and it was like oh this guy's all right you know but then there was always like the dregs of like oh here's clearly the guy who just kept, yeah, kept like, asking it would be like <laughs> you know the I mean? main star or like the group, and then the group would have an offset group, and then of that offset group, it was just like all the dudes. It's yeah. like, you know, we helped, we kept you from doing some time or something. So it's like I owed you a favor. So like, right, we we put together some tracks. Y'all can just do whatever on them. The the uh the spliff star to a Busta Rhymes, if you will. But it's I mean it's even deeper than that because like. <laughs> So many of these crews and so many of these these groups where it's just like, I have my own record label, right? So like I can I can sign whoever I want, I can do whatever I want. And you would think just for, you know, 
the the sake of your record label's reputation that you would like get a ghostwriter or at least like do something to ensure that this is like this ain't great but it's passable you know what i mean like this is fine this guy got up in here <laughs> called the track smoke man just said smoke man <laughs> as the chorus to the song and he knew he was doing something he just knew he knew he I was mean, doing something. I guess in his, his defense, art, I like I don't need to hire a ghostwriter in the era where people are 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 buying no limit tapes. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like silk the shotgun. I, shock like, I don't need to write anything. I'm I'm good. That's true. <laughs> the rest of the the rest of the soundtrack is crazy because there's like four love songs on there. <laughs> Which like and it's why? Like, oh my god! <laughs> nobody's in love in this movie. Or I guess maybe there's like hints of a love romance, but like nobody actually. It's rated R. There's no nudity. There's cursing. There's no nudity. There's but I think it's mostly just for the blood. Like yes. I think it's just for the sharks ripping people apart. It's a weak rated R. Yeah, I mean, like if it if it wasn't for the for the violence, I think it would have been PG thirteen. But like oh, yeah. for real, for real. It's, but like, when you look at this soundtrack, though, when you look at it. You automatically can tell where the money because yeah. you got LL who does two tracks and in one of the tracks, say what is actually on the first violator album. Yeah. On the violator tape, yeah. Yeah, because like say what is a dope song. Like say what's dope. Like yeah. I, like that was dope. But like and then Cormega got a little bit of money because this is nineteen ninety nine. Mm. People thought that Cormega was really going to be something. So you got Cormega <laughs> and you got a young Carl Thomas, okay? Carl Thomas is on the hook or something. Okay. And then you got and then that's about it because yep. like because the, the, the thing is the thing is like there's high c but high c has dj quick and you're like oh i know dj quick of course i know quick right. no, that's fine but like out of all those acts that were on the rock the bells label or trying out the only one that got an album was a myth yeah and they actually had a single that played on video soul the album actually came out shout out video soul and it did not chart you know, it did not chart. Song's okay. Sounds like video soul. You know, and it's the same with this album. Like this album, like made it to like was like to like fifty five on like the top R and B and hip hop charts. And like, and this is what's wild because it's the nineties. And like all movies, they knew if they gave us a bomb ass soundtrack with at mm-hmm. least three hot artists, we was buying like, that shit. Look, we just 100%. did. We just did Sunset Park. Movie yeah. doesn't oh make sense. But no, it does. The soundtrack is great. <laughs> soundtrack is fire. The soundtrack. The, the soundtrack is fire. The soundtrack is so fire. The movie poster on the top says featuring the music <laughs> up, and they put basically every single artist on on the poster. Be sure to buy that right. tape. And for, oh, I mean, Frederick even actually, gets a, that movie even has yeah. Frederick right. gets his gets his. This is my character rap. <laughs> right, Frederick gets the song that recounts the movie, the events of the movie, right after you saw it. <laughs> But, but like this was the era this was the era for like for like r&b this and hip-hop like you yeah. know we had fantastic soundtracks high school high terrible parody movie bomb ass soundtrack wow. Wow. okay okay wow. it, i've it, seen high school high like over twice more than twice it's, it's, soundtrack it's, is I, amazing I like soundtrack string <laughs> yeah I, I you know what you know what i'm sorry i i yeah i enjoy high school high i, I will watch that don't I would probably watch that. Don't now. leave me out on the limb here, Cameron. Jo- jo- <laughs> I'm not loud and proud. Yeah. It's like soundtracks. Now I got you. We're I so got you on that. that. For literal decades, niggas were convinced that Space Jam was actually a good movie with good like character development and acting because the soundtrack hit so hard. Like 
It's that a, soundtrack goes crazy. Yeah, that it's that soundtrack almost brought America together. <laughs> it's weird. I, and then it was <laughs> I was expected because on so many of these soundtracks, there is a Miami bass song just because. Uh, and this oh, my God. did not have one. And I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. No. I thought there would at least be one just random. Ran out of budget, man. <laughs> I guess. Because well, the, on, the last song on the inspired by soundtrack that LL Cool J did is just snippets of the score. <laughs> Which is, by the way, an awful score. I'm sorry that the, the yeah. composer has to catch a stray like this, but this score is annoying and bad like throughout. I mean, but you're watching. It's like noticeable. You're watching sharks eat people, though. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of you get. I'd rather watch sharks eat people in silence, bro. Like, you just want to hear the sounds. <laughs> turn up the sound. Yeah, turn want, up the I want to hear the munching. Sharks smacking. I want to hear that part. Yo, this movie had a ding when the shark turned the microwave yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like, this is not above this. No. <laughs> this movie is not above that shit. No. Uh, so I, I want to hear some sharks. Delicious, delicious. Well, I think to kind of to kind of wrap things on the movie, like I'm just wondering because they did two sequels, which I didn't see, T plus C two and three, might, which came out now. in 2018 and 20. So it wasn't even like immediately after the movie. It was like decades after the movie came out. They're like, you know what people love, deep blue sea. Said, oh, they're rebooting. You know what we, Who in 2017 was like, you know what needs a sequel now? You know what we have the rights to for not a lot of money? Deep <laughs> Blue Hey, and they can that do the, and they can do exactly. the special effects for a lot cheaper now too. Yep. Hell yeah! Like three guys on the VFX team total. But I know Sean, you were you were kind of mentioning though that like this was kind of the last of these kinds of movies because you know people talk about this kind of in the same breath as like a um fifth element you know yeah. and these other like mm, these yeah. big kind of action ensemble pictures that are like you know we're not doing anything highbrow here we're just here to have a good time and like you know and i think the closest thing probably is fast and furious these days yeah. just in terms of like this is mm. just dumb popcorn movie you know come in come into the theater turn your brain off be entertained by you know whatever happens this time like hollywood hollywood has been in a late stage capitalism phase for like the last like decade plus where it's just like we're too scared to try anything new we're too scared to make like a low budget movie because if we if we make a 10 million dollar film that could end up grossing 200 million well we're too scared because like well we have to advertise for another 10 million what if we just don't make our money back right. mm -hmm. so like everything is just blockbuster 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 and like the mid-tier lower tier films are now okay well we just have to put them somewhere else we put them on netflix or we put them on another streaming service and like and that's right. and that's why you get what you get but like but 99 is very experimental Deep Blue Sea, which is literally Randy Harlan trying to do Alien with sharks, mm -hmm. you know, 60 to $80 million budget makes a lot of money. Um, you know, The Mummy, yep. people, missed it. people missed Indiana yep. Jones more than people understood they did. The Mummy is a, yeah. was a massive success. The Mummy, sh like, you know, if you look at it realistically, like, oh, there's no way, yeah. there's no way this works. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Yeah. I love that yeah. movie, you know, because people missed that Indiana Jones style adventure. That rollicking adventure picture, and we yeah. I, honestly we're st st we're trying to make it now, but it's more like it's got to be Michael Bay's ambulance, or it's got to be like these 
quick buddy flicks on Netflix. Whatever, like, whatever the rock and, and they don't Kevin really... Hart mm-hmm. are getting up to. <laughs> God, can that stop? Can we can we put that and can nah, we put an end to that nah. now? Uh, like, if, if you go back and you look at the list of the movies in 1999, The Matrix is in there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, and you go back and you look at like the top 100 films in 1999, and you're just like, wow, they wouldn't make that today. They wouldn't make that today. They wouldn't make that today. They wouldn't yep. make that today. Because there's a lot of like just new stuff or something that's like, hey, you know what? Let's take you back to this time. This is a whole different thing. This is a new thing, but we're going to take you back a bit. See if we can get you get you to catch that feeling that you once had when you went to the movie theaters when you were little or whatever. They don't do like, and they just don't do that now. It's all tent poles. It's tent poles, tent poles, tent poles. Yep. And like, and so like I miss the risk, like because like you know as the years went along, less risk, less risk, you know less chances on things. Like I I I like it when Hollywood takes risks because this gives people an opportunity to shine. You know, like I think Hollywood is still missing out on so much talent now because they don't take risks. Well, you to know? that point, the last thing we're gonna do, let's recast Deep Blue Sea for modern day. <laughs> Yes. And then let's go. Let's go. And then you got it. Who's doing? Who's doing the? Not the new version of Deepest Blues, but like who's getting the? Who's getting the rap at the end of the All movie? Right. So who's who is gonna play? We need a Samuel Jackson, right? It could just be him again if we really can. Want. We yeah, can we? Yeah, it can be. Sa- it can be Samuel yeah, it Jackson. Has to be Sam again. Okay. He doesn't do too much physical stuff. He can get eaten the same. <laughs> let's way. give him a motherfucker <laughs> this time. So yeah, we'll keep. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let's do what we got to do and the, give him the a shark. The shark bites him, and that's he's just like motherfucker, yes. <laughs> and, and they drag him yes. into the water. Okay, uh, who is who is Thomas J? We need nondescript white man of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Who's kind of like believable enough because this is kind of Thomas J's breakout role as Deep Blue Sea, yeah. like where he, he gets a lot of that recognition. Is there any like? Hey, you know, you can always go get Garrett Hedlund. Sure. He always he always oh, said he's sitting around somewhere like they, they did my boy dirty <laughs> That's and trying legacy. I love that fucking movie. That movie's great. He, they really be do they really do be dusting him off. Yeah. Like he was in um Four Brothers. What's the Netflix movie? movie? Oh yeah. Uh no, the one with Ben Affleck and like uh uh they're trying to get the money from the uh, yeah, cocaine yeah, yeah, yeah. dealer's house. But the helicopter doesn't make it over the uh, the mountain. That movie, uh, Triple Frontier. Yes, and he's in that, and he would be good here. Now, can I? Can I? Or give uh, what's his name? Uh, Hawkeye, man. Oh, Jimmy Renner. Put Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, Renner in, there. Could be in there. He's not a script. Can I? Can I pitch? Possibly, instead of Samuel Jackson, can we have Jamie Fox? Does Jamie Fox work as a? <laughs> but we gotta put a little gray in his beard yeah. like that. Well they're kinda at their I mean they're kinda at the same place career wise. Yeah. It depends though, like which Jamie are we getting? Because yeah. Jamie likes to do this thing where he flip flops between giving us like really strong and like, oh damn, mm-hmm. I'm feeling this and just like, ah, it's a yeah. check. And like I know this is a it's a check type movie, but I don't want it's a check Jamie if he's gonna step in for Sam because yeah, because Sam gave that yeah. gave gave right. us the performance Well Samuel here. Jackson, you can say like his strongest quality as an actor is that he always knows the movie that he's in. And I think that's an underrated 1, quality for an actor because I think certain people may not even don't know, you know, what movie they're in sometimes, but like they don't give, like you're saying, sometimes Jamie Foxx is just like, well, I know this movie isn't very good, so I'm just going to, you know, I'm here. I'm going to do the thing, you know. But like Samuel Jackson, though, is just like, oh, Snakes on the Plane? 
Okay. <laughs> I got it. You got it. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I guess that's true. Yeah. We'd have to, we'd have to convince Jamie Foxx that this is something that's worth his time. Because yeah, um, if, right. if not, you're going to get Jamie Foxx in stealth. Yeah. All right. So Ooh. we got, we got Sam is back. Jeremy Renner is here. Um, who's filling out the rest of the cast? Because, I mean, everybody else here is kind of like, they're here. Well, we need LL Cool J. LL Cool J is, I think, the only last, like, relevant Well, no, part. We, we have to recast them if we get in a, a tie-in, a movie mm. tie-in what, so, so what rapper today is going to be? Yo, is it West Side? Is it West Side? It can't be West Side. No, no. <laughs> He's not doing no movie. I would like to have him do the ad-libs for the <laughs> explosion. One thing... <laughs> And not like not for the soundtrack, like the actual explosions in the film. Like anytime. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Just dub those over with him. That would be amazing. Um, I 100%. actually think it would be really cool if <laughs> you got a really dope rapper. Like, because the thing about it is, like, you know, we we've talked about <laughs> Tifa's Fluis and like laughing stuff, but like as we discussed, it's kind of a dope song, even though it's hilarious. So I would love it's, it's crazy. someone with like a crazy technical ability that could also deliver laughs. So like it'd be wild if like we recast that as like Jid, right? Like just having him yeah. there. He's doing like triple yeah. time flows, oh, but he's also just saying ridiculous stuff that it's just like, what did he really just say that? And it would be hilarious to well, see him interact I- with white people, I think. The, th- the thing about Deepest Blue is <laughs> that I don't think we touched on enough is that like it it at once is like the dumbest song right but also like LL Cool J is rapping like he is he believes yes. he mm-hmm. ate your ancestors <laughs> <laughs> he is <laughs> he is giving a performance in the video and just the song itself like he really is like mm-hmm. going all the way in so even though what he's saying is absurd about shark lap dances and all this other stuff like he is really like rapping that song you have to watch the music video to just like laugh and enjoy it because if you just listen to the audio you will be afraid of him like he really (laughs) delivers like um i mean yeah okay shark griselda (laughs) is there anybody else i mean like i I would like Freddie Gibbs to do. Oh, that. Freddie would be a good <laughs> one. Oh man, there that is. would be perfect. Because he is. would give us the exact same thing. It would be so hilarious. But then, yeah. like, if you weren't like thinking about it and just listening, you would be afraid. You'd be terrified. That's perfect. Yeah. That's shark is selling cocaine. <laughs> That's it. It's Freddie Gibbs. But if you wanted to like play up on the preacher angle for preacher, you could always go get Jay Cole to play preacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only, seen... only, only reason why I say that, only reason why I say that is because, for like, for me and J. Cole, like, I'm there's some days I'm like, yeah, you know, Cole ain't bad. There's other days I'm like, listen, if you play that one more time, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> and, you know, but like that false prophet song, which has come up a lot because of Kanye. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. like when I hear that, I'm like, oh, okay, this brother preaching right now. So it, and it just kind of fits. It, it, it fits in that mold. It fits in that mold. He do be on his black elder mm, shit yeah. a little bit. He do. do we think he, is is yeah. could chance do it? Uh well, no, God, no, no, man. no, no, no. Nah. <laughs> I see Jid before I, I see I Chance. Think Preacher would have to be a radically different character, but the core elements of him yeah. being 
a black dude who is a preacher and can rap would be the same. (laughs) And I think we would also get a song that's like fire, but also corny. Like, I think that we would, would, he would deliver on those fronts. Now, I think, would it hit the same? I don't think so. But like, I'd be interested to hear it. I'd be interested to see it. You know, I watched that movie. Well, because I think I mean Chance, like when you when you see Chance pop up and stuff, like when he popped up at Southside, like he was like, perfect. No, he was he was really good like, Southside, yeah. yeah. You know, so I think he he has the ability because actually he's really yes. funny on that episode. <laughs> yeah. The thing about LL Cool J's character in this movie is like he really is doing slapstick. Like he really is just in yes. another movie falling downstairs like you're 100 percent that he was alone on set like performing for himself almost making faces and like you know like trying to act afraid like doing all this like before he encounters a shark in the kitchen what i was laughing for like five minutes because i think at this point he knows there's sharks and he's posted around the corner and he grabs a frying pan yeah (laughs) and the whole time i was like what are you gonna do with the frying pan, Breach? Are you gonna bop them in the You know, the you nose? heard that somewhere, though. You know, so you know, somebody wherever he grew up at was like, you know, so if you ever see a shark, <laughs> this is what you do. And he was just he like, thought back to the New York days. He's like, pan, I gotta kill and some so rats. Like, you know, bring up a good point because I do think Chance would be able to deliver comedically in that same way. Yeah. Mm. So it's either either Freddie Gibbs, Freddie Gibbs is leading contender. Maybe chance. Answers are understood. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody else. Is there who who is the Michael Rappaport? It's it's probably um, uh, what's my name? Is it Jack Harlow? Yeah, it could be. Jack there you go. Jack I actually, I would. I almost want to just re- like keep Michael Rappaport because it would be more satisfying to watch him die now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. True. Yes. 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 Did you have we seen that video of like he's talking about like I think it's I think it's like Black Lives Matter or something like that on his phone and somebody behind him a black man is like yes. hey yo shut the fuck up <laughs> yes <laughs> I have to pull that audio that's going to be another drop for us <laughs> there you go there you go um is there anybody else that we're like yeah let's let's cast this person or is it kind of just everybody no, like- else's Everybody else get nondescript like, people, you know, honestly. Like, <laughs> that's the casting call. <laughs> nondescript white people. <laughs> Roll of chum. Have you been confused for another white person? Oh, you're perfect. Come on. Uh, well, I think there's only one way to close this, and that's... Like the rest, the rest of my weekend is just. Gonna be- <laughs> you can't help yeah. it. Like it's love the "You're All I Need to Get By" sample on that. By the well, way, well, see very, the thing about that classy. is great is they didn't actually sample it. They just had people singing something similar to it's it. A- <laughs> but what are they saying? <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's an interpolation. Oh, they're, they're it's just, an interpolation. Just, you are right. They're literally singing. You know, like we're in, like like we're in a deep blue sea or something like that. Like that's all they're saying. It's like like oh. Like, Okay. Something to this extent of like we're in yes. a deep blue sea. Oh, okay. don't sing the whole thing. We got paid for it. We got paid for it. Man, Warner Brothers that ain't clip got the stomach channel off no more. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you haven't seen Deep Blue Sea, please watch this movie several times. Again, it's on Tubi for free. You can watch it. Get the family around the TV. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope you watch the video for Deepest Bluest as well several times because it is. 
incredible. Uh, and I'm going to try to figure out everything I can about that music video because I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. There's a behind the scenes for the... I mean, like you were saying, Sean, though, like the, the, you can watch like the making of that video. So I do want to see what that was because that's just one of those <laughs> that you're just like, what? what are you thinking about when you're on set? It, it was it, it was such a time. It was such a time. MTV is making so much bank. They had a show making the video where you could see how a video is made, and then hey, we're going to premiere it here too. Like, yep. like it was the time. You know, we had the TRL Payola stuff. It's just like, yo, this artist is terrible. Really is. How yeah, is how is this artist like still in the TRL top ten? Like. Like, it was just a time like and, and like i don't know i'm not saying that we have to have that time there's some bangers there's some bangers on uh making the video yeah. because we got the janet jackson offer you video yes. on that. Yes. we get uh mariah carey's honey video mm-hmm. yes also making the video um there's some bangers in oh, there. Yeah. imagine imagine you're a warner brothers executive and you've paid ella cool j however much money you have to make the soundtrack for deep blue sea and he sends you a single called Deepest bluest <laughs> brackets. <laughs> I just, I love. He says it so many times. Not a single time is it explained. Right. You don't know what it means yeah, for right. your hat to be like your a shark. Is, like is a it shark like? Spin? Is, is it streamlined in the water? Is it like? Is it look like a dorsal fin? Does it help you? Because in the video, he's yeah, wearing I think it's like yeah. a scully. But like, I, yeah. yeah, there's no explanation. We I don't, don't know. know. All that we know is that. His hat is like a shark's man. Right. I'm, and I'm, people I'm are like, like yeah. It, what, what kills me is, is that like for to use that, because he's like, oh, you know, we're doing deep blue sea. Okay, deep is bluest. And he like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to, for my old fans, for my old heads, I'm going to go all the way back to my first singles, Bad. They call me Jaws. My hat is like a shark's fin. And I was just like, are you seriously going to use my hat is like a shark's fin in this song? And as soon as yeah. I heard it, I was like, literally, I was, okay, I'll make this very quick. Yeah. Jordan and Cameron know that years ago, in the year 2000, I was at a used CD store, just looking through CDs, and somebody had dropped off a promotional CD that had Deepest Bluest single and the instrumental, and it was 50 cents. (laughs) I grabbed that son of a bitch as fast as I could. Okay? And so... So like you know, because I hadn't heard it since the movie came out. So I was listening to it. Mm-hmm. Like, just like this beat is this beat is dope. Like the violins is going in the back. And when I started just hearing the shark fin thing, I'm like, why is he going back to? I was like, you know what? Never mind. Just like don't don't take this shit too seriously. Just respect the callback <laughs> and just listen to it. And God, just yeah. It's so like yeah, a shark fin. Like shark fin. Yes, I know. By, it's like a by by, by the way, for those who have Apple Music, the Deep Blue Sea soundtrack is on Apple Music. But for jokes. For jokes, uh, all the good songs you can't yeah. play. You Same thing on Spotify. Same play on title. You can't play Same Deepest Blue on Spotify. I was just like, what is happening? You, but you can play Smoke, Smoke Man. Smoke Man all day. You play Smoke Man? Yes. <laughs> Smoke Man <laughs> is track one, by the way. <laughs> Gotta bump Smoke Man. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think we've done it. Uh, this has been, I mean, this is everything I hoped it would be. <laughs> This is amazing. Talk I'm so glad we did this. Derek, tell everybody uh, what you got going on and where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Badical Dude. That's B A D I C A L Dude. Um, 
I got some stuff in the pipeline I can't really talk about right now. Um, also, you know, if you're ever in Texas, you might catch me at some mics. Maybe I'll talk to you if I'm feeling nice. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Nice. All right, Sean, what you got going on? Yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter um, procrastinating sometimes uh, at Sean R. Prior, P-R-Y-O-R.com, S-H-A-W-N for the first name. You can find me there. My website is uh, SeanPrior.com. You can find like the books that I've written and are currently writing there. Um, You know, I I just just be out here writing comics and writing writing storybooks and children's books and everything of prose, everything under the sun. Um, Be on the lookout for um oh crap i forget what it is oh no i can't talk about it i, I forgot i'm sorry ooh, there's something ooh, ooh, there's ooh, something ooh, that's ooh. there's something that's coming out next year that once it gets approval from said corporation um i can i can talk about it but it's nice. it's been like a long time thing i've wanted to do and so um i can't wait to tell the world so i'm very all excited. right so, yeah. very cool dope uh cam what about you um, you can find me on Twitter and the IGs at uh, the Blipster eleven thirty eight. That's B L I P S T E R one one three eight. Um, foolishness. Mm. If you're still following me on social media, enjoy the foolishness. All right. And I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at jrsosa eighteen jrsosa one eight. Um, when this comes out, Samurai Sonia will be coming out the same week so you can go ahead and get that wherever you get your, your comics that's the last issue of that then we'll have more red sonya stuff coming out in december and then certain things are in the works at other places so fingers crossed for that uh i'll hopefully be able to talk about that soon too um if you want to reach out to us you can reach us at at white underscore pod at on twitter and then you can reach us at white people would save you pod at gmail.com if you want to send us your thoughts about deep blue sea your recollections <laughs> uh maybe who you would cast in the roles or maybe if you want to send us some of your f- favorite black horror movies um definitely would love to see that there's a drop that i've been waiting to play that i haven't gotten to play yet so i'll just play it now we're going to figure out where we're going to put this in but if you have drops you can send it to us this is one that i was like i don't know where we're ever going to use this but i just enjoy it So, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Just... Perfect. <laughs> got some time. Uh... I'm kind of glad you played that. But we got to, you know how we got to go out, though. You know how we got to go out. Oh, okay. Well, look. We, we got to go out. Every time. Deepest blue. <laughs> we'll, we'll play this as, as the outro for the show. But yeah, we'll be back next week with some White Saver film. But until then. Peace, people. Peace. Yeah.